rookie FBI agent. Found a girl's body down in West Virginia. Are you saying that he's killed again? Well, how did he catch him, Clarice? A psychiatrist turned psychopath. Yes, and now Clarice. Poor little Catherine is waiting. Opposites with one attraction. Tell me his name, doctor. Now, Lecker's missing hand arm. Her life hangs in the balance. There's a raving maniac. Who knows what he'll do? The Silence of the Lambs. Rated R. I just want to let the song play. <laughs> Everybody, listeners, welcome to our iTunes. Happy Halloween. Happy it's Halloween, our first guys. episode of October. Happy October. Happy spooky season, officially. Oh, we have been waiting. We've been holding this movie since the podcast began. Sure. I've been holding a couple of things, but this movie in particular. Oh, and, um, there we go. Uh, listeners... My name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are, are the movies, movies that made us gay. Our yes. annual October lineup. Yeah. If I'm so excited to talk if about you this can movie. Believe it. And by the opening theme, you can probably guess what we are introing the month with. Yes. The Silence of the Lambs. Absolutely. Released February 14th, 1991, directed by Jonathan Demi, adapted by Ted Talley from the book by Thomas Harris. Donovan. Hello. Welcome back to the show. Hey, One of our favorite you. guests. Oh, thanks, guys. And I feel like Welcome you... Back. I had just mentioned that I thought that Pete and I were just going to do a Silence of the Lambs episode by ourselves because this has always been one that I kind of thought right. we're eventually going to do it, but maybe Pete and I will just hold it for one week where it's just us, but sure. you are a big... Silence of the oh, Lambs boy. universe fan. So when, you, when you <laughs> had to I come on to this. For this I, like... <laughs> Yeah. It's a good one to be a guest I, on. I I got up and I tucked myself just like Buffalo Bill. <laughs> ah, and I yes. moved out to this. I unironically, I really love this song. No, it's a, great song. it's a great it's song. It's in my it's, it's so in good. my most played yeah. iTunes. I think it's in my top twenty. Yeah, it's I so listen good. to it like weekly. <laughs> Same. Um, yeah, it's in my like on repeat on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's always a thing when it comes up. And I have I've listened to music at work, and it comes up in the office, and I'm like. I hope no one's like thinking anything. Is this about weird? Yeah. It's a really good if you're ever out yeah. at a bar and they have a jukebox, yeah. it's my go to song to play on a jukebox at a bar. Just to see what the vibes are like when it plays. Yeah. If you yes. know, you know. If you mm-hmm. know, you know. The girls who know, know. Absolutely. Yeah. The girlies love some Q Lazarus. Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> uh, and I am a huge Hannibal fan. Um, I've read all of the books, I've seen all the movies. I'm a big fan of the show. We'll get into all of it. But mm-hmm. thank you for having me here. I'm so The whole excited. Thomas oh, Harris so Lambs universe. I'm excited mm-hmm. to talk about this. Yeah, I was going to say, what is it called? Is it the Lambs universe? I don't know. Does Hannibal? This, I mean, I feel like Hannibal is the character that ties it all together. Yeah. yeah. The Hannibal mm-hmm. universe. Definitely. Um, I mean, I remember I'm, uh, I'm the one that remembers this from, uh, you know, in being in theaters and kind of the, yeah, just kind of like the, the, the thoughts of like, you know, the general public, the kind of like feeling. I mean, it was was a huge deal when it came out in 91. And the, uh, the, the first movie that's kind of. In the Hannibal universe, it's Manhunter, mm-hmm. right? Which yes. I watched right. for the first time last night. So, I had never seen it. And Manhunter was a big movie, but it was not Silence of the Lambs no. huge, right? No. This was this movie was a phenomenon. It surprisingly made very little money at the box right. office, too. Right. But what I remember of the time... Okay, this movie comes out in 1991. Um, and let's see. I didn't do the math. Uh, 78, 
I'm 13. I'm not even 13 yet. Seventh grade. Because it's January. Seventh, eighth grade. It's January when it's released. 91. It's actually February. It was released January, New York, February wide. So Mm -hmm. it probably came to LA in in January as well. Um, At the beginning of the year, I'm still 12. I remember my mom saying like, ooh, scary, Hannibal the Cannibal. And I'm like, what? Who is that? What Mm -hmm. is that? And she remembered from from Manhunter. Um, And I just kind of remember that it was just talked about as being so scary. This movie is scary. And your mom's a big reader, too. So she was probably familiar with the book, too. Yes, I'm sure she read, yeah, the books as well. So, um, But I just remember hearing that this movie is scary. Mm -hmm. This movie is, you know, it's going to be huge. It's going to be this gigantic hit. Um, You know, like I said, I was very much into watching, like, MTV News and, like, the movie specials and, like, entertainment news and all that stuff. And it was just everywhere. everywhere. And me, 12-year-old dummy i'm like okay i gotta see it you know you gotta get in on that not knowing really what it is not really understanding the whole like fbi procedural like aspect of it but just thinking okay it's about this like serial killer and like somebody's a cannibal and like you know to me as a kid i'm watching it and i'm like oh okay well anthony hopkins is like the bad guy you know this movie's got so, so layered you know but what the hell do i know so i talk my uh best friend in elementary school ed um, I was like, hey, Ed, uh, <laughs> let's go to the movies. Let's go see The Sons of the Lambs. Like, what is it? I'm like, I don't know. It's scary. Okay. It's rated R. Yeah. We're 12. We get dropped off at the movie theater. And what movie were you supposed to see? I uh, Two tickets to Three Men and a Little Lady, please. Hell yes. <laughs> the uh, 1.30 in the afternoon that's showing. That's so funny. <laughs> oh that's, like a, that's like a Simpsons gag. Yeah. Um, full circle, I did the same thing when Hannibal Rising hey. came out. <laughs> yes. What did that. you buy? What, did you, what ticket did you buy for Hannibal Rising? Oh, God. I, the little lady goes to college. I don't even remember what it was, honestly. <laughs> but me and my friend in middle school, we used to do this thing where we would get dropped off at the movies and just movie hop all yeah. day. Oh, you yeah. I mean? We used to movie hop, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. This is pre-like... Choose your seats, yep, exactly. all that stuff. You yep. had to, when you lined up for a movie, you lined up mm-hmm. for the movie, and you didn't know where you're going to sit. Um, and you could movie hop, and we we did the same thing. But I talked poor Ed into go seeing Sons of the Lambs at twelve, uh, and we went in, and we saw it. I don't know that I got or understood any of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just know that I knew Jodie Foster. Yeah, I was aware of her as an actor, and was just like, okay, she's doing this. She's She's putting on a character. She's mm-hmm. just doing what Jody does, putting on, putting on a character. Uh, and um, Iconic power lesbian. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your anagrams are showing, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> and certain things, I just went over my head. Certain things, I was like, holy shit, you know. Big moments in the movie, I'm just like, oh, this is scary. When you saw him tuck yeah. and dance to the song, yeah. what, what were you thinking at, at 12 years old? I don't know. I just thought that he was just like a like a crazy, sexy guy that yeah. just like liked to like to hide his candy for his like <laughs> video camera. We all did it at that age. Mm, that's true. Um, and also, not for nothing, but like 
Buffalo Bill's all like gross and craggy, but like but when he's he like, got that shirt off and he's dancing around, I'm like, Buffalo, he could get it. This yeah. body is working. Yeah, Ted Levine can kind of get this it. This body, body is body, right. Body, mm-hmm. the, yeah, yes. the body is right. And oh, I'm yeah. like, no. oh my Buffalo goodness. Buffalo Bill's serving cunt. Yeah, cunt. He's definitely giving us very love Connie. And Connie, I think, says that on our show too. Like proud, like Buffalo Bill. Thank you, John. Winner of the Buffalo Bill lookalike contest. For giving us that little bit. But yeah, he. He's he's feeling like pussy, feeling like cunt, mm-hmm. like throughout this whole movie, and I'm and yeah, as a kid, I'm just like work. Okay, I don't know. I, it's feeling some type of way. Mm-hmm. The body is working. The, I think that's the first time I ever saw a pierced nipple. Sure, in 1991. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, again, I'm all about like MTV and like I'm like full on Gen X, loud and proud. So I'm here for the watching real sex. The on Jim HBO. the Jim Rose Circus <laughs> side show at Lollapalooza and these people like hammering nails into their noses and shit. Oh so I'm like kind of familiar with body piercing at the time, but I think that was the first time I saw a pierced nipple in a movie. Yeah. How real it is, I don't know. Could be a prosthetic. Could be Ted Levine's pierced nipple. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I was just like, oh, okay. And then like kind of years later, as I would watch the movie, revisit the movie and be like, mm-hmm. holy shit, this movie is like fucking good. And mm-hmm. it's still scary. And I'm still gagged. Like I wish I had seen it a little bit older because I feel like I don't remember certain things. I don't remember how what the audience reaction was when we found out that they went to the wrong house. Yes. And she went to the right house. And we're just like, ah! Like at home even watching it, I'm just like, ah, Jody! Um, but like I can imagine being in a movie theater and just not knowing that and, and seeing that shit. And like Anthony Hopkins' performance is wild. But it is, it's you know, he's making choices. But it's Iconic. Great. It's great. Iconic, yeah. yeah. So Oscar award winning performance. Yeah. I mean, we got to talk about the sweep mm-hmm. that this movie pulled off. But yeah, I, I saw it. I have the memory of it. But I also feel like so much of it went over my head. Um, but it was a very formative movie for me. I, I've always loved horror movies and, and psychological thrillers, if you will. Psychological thrillers. <laughs> um, but yeah, loves it. And I've, and I, I was there <laughs> in so 91. Cool. So jealous. <laughs> What's your background with this movie? Um, I, well, obviously I'm a little bit younger. So um, I was born in 92. So this movie, again, I feel like I, I've been on this podcast a couple times and I always talk about like my mom was like the movie connoisseur yeah. of the family and really mm-hmm. helped inform and shape a lot of my taste in film. So this film was on heavy rotation sure. in the house. Um, so it just was always something that I kind of grew up with. And, yeah. and you know, my... I, <laughs> Fortunately or unfortunately, my parents didn't really censor what was watched in the household. So, you know, R-rated movies were on, and I would just watch them. Um, sure. But I remember when Hannibal came out in 2001, that's when I kind of really started getting into this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched this movie because it was the the, the prequel to Hannibal um, and was obsessed with the movie Hannibal when that came out. Um, and then just subsequently, like Red Dragon came out. My mom took me to go see that in the movie theater, um, and just became a huge fan of like the Hannibal Lecter character and all the other read all the books. Characters. I read all. I of the books. I think that you were that type of kid that would have brought the book Silence of the Lambs or Hannibal when you were doing like oh, silent oh, sustained oh, reading, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you had to get the word that you had to look up in the dictionary <laughs> yeah. as no. like your like your vocab word. I was I was literally that kid in like because sixth, seventh I did grade. that. With- I did that with Hannibal. Yeah. The book. And, and, mm-hmm. the, and the, the teacher's kind of like raised eyebrow <laughs> of like, are you, are you, do you parents know that you're reading this book? <laughs> yeah. I read, an, I read the Vampire Chronicles during silent sustained reading in, in middle school and high school. So. Of course. <laughs> yes, you did. That, yeah. That tracks. Mm-hmm. 
Love that for you. Yeah. <laughs> so my background with Silence of the Lambs is I think I remember seeing clips of this movie just on basic cable. Kind of when it would start to be run on TV. And specifically, it's the scenes with Brooke. The scariest, the yeah. most fucked up scenes yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Because I really remember all of that really kind of burning into my brain that she's in this pit. Sure. I yeah. don't know if... I watched the scene where she is holding Precious, but I definitely remember Brooke in the Pit. Mm. Yes. Uh, we, uh, what is her character? We love Catherine Martin. We love Catherine Martin. Icon. I think we stand a, a big girl. A she, big mouth bitch. She, she about size 14. <laughs> and this actress is so great. <laughs> Brooke, so, um, so 14. You're about size 14. Was she a great <laughs> fat person? <laughs> you know, Scott, uh, okay, sidebar. It's, Scott's been all over us today to watch the, uh, the Roger the Alien, yes. Clary Starling impression, which is great. Listen, Roger, it's Rogers, Roy Rogers McFreeling, and I hate to waste a good spotlight. <clears throat> you see a lot, Dr. Lecter, but are you strong enough to point that high-powered perception at yourself? How about it? Look at yourself and write down the truth, or maybe you're afraid to. That was good. But related to that, I don't know if either of you know this, but Seth Green modeled his original voice performance of Chris Griffin on Buffalo Bill. I didn't know If you watch season one, Chris Griffin is very much like, hey, Dad, hey, Meg, what's going on? (laughs) He's doing it really low, and he's doing doing his – and he said – like Seth Green says, like, I had this Buffalo Bill Bill impression that that would always get laughs. And like – I, you know, he had to put it in he somewhere. Asked, he asked me to, you know, d- create this character for the teenage son, and I was like, "That's it. It's going to be that." And you know, and he did. And it's evolved since. And then. he it ends up really, kind of yeah. going to a little higher register. Yeah, it doesn't sound like that anymore. Like, in, in like, any, like any animated, yeah. you know, mm-hmm, character. Mm-hmm. But if you watch season one, it's there. It's Ooh. it's full on Buffalo Bill. We'll talk more about Brooke Smith's performance later because she's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. But yes. I remember when. The book Hannibal came out mm-hmm. a few years before the movie, yeah. and there was buzz with that book pretty much immediately. Oh, my God. The book is wild. They were going to be making a movie <laughs> of this, and Jodie Foster, I don't know if she read the book. She may have read a plot synopsis of the book, and she was like, I'm going to pass on this movie. Yeah, so they um, they sent her and uh, Anthony Hopkins like a not a screener, but like a, yeah. a pre-advanced copy yeah. of the book. You know, oh, because they okay, knew immediately sure. they were going to make a film of it, and they had t- they sent it to Jonathan Demi and all the key players. And if you know the ending of the book Hannibal... Oh, it's crazy. It is cuckoo bananas. And I remember my Crazier stepdad... Than the movie, because And I remember wild. my stepdad yeah. reading it at the time, and he was like, that book is garbage. Like, that book is garbage, mama. This is garbage, like, mama. garbage and, mama. And he immediately <laughs> called the movie changes of, well, they're going to have to change the ending of that book. Like sure. you can't, be able to do it you can't have time. Starling like right off into the sunset with Hannibal Lecter. Like that's yes. not going to fly. Become hypnotized. No spoiler alert oh with like gosh. the ending yeah. of the book Hannibal. But <laughs> it is yeah. not great. And I remember I read the book at the time, getting ready for the movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I had ever actually seen all of Silence of the Lambs yeah. in one sitting. Mm-hmm. And oh my I, goodness, remember, Scott. I remember, I remember watching it, <laughs> kind of getting ready for. The movie. Yeah. And I remember we went to Hannibal with my dad and my sister. 
and I think probably like her boyfriend or friend or something. So it was like a family like movie night that we all went to the Judith oh, Theater to see Hannibal. <laughs> That's so cute. And I love that. To I, see. And I feel like really kind of getting the lobotomy. Yeah. No. <laughs> and I do have to say, I mean, we can do a whole entire Hannibal episode later on because that I'd movie that movie no. is so fucking batshit that it would be fun to do an entire yeah. episode yeah, on. No, yeah, but crazy. I do remember thinking my hot take was mm. it's better than the book. Yeah, Hannibal, sure, Hannibal yeah. the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm call me a romantic, but like, I do <laughs> love the idea of them, you know, falling for each other. Or he, or he at least definitely has feelings for her because that's sure. very evident in the movie Hannibal. I'll have to get my hands on the new 4K because Ridley Scott does commentaries it's on great. all of his movies, and I'm yeah. sure that he probably goes into mm-hmm. if they considered keeping it in or if it was always out of the picture to begin with. I, I've listened to the commentary, and I've you know on all of my research, it's, it was very I think very clear that they had to change the ending yeah. pretty much as soon as they started production for the movie. Sure, but yeah. I remember watching Hannibal or uh, more so Silence of the Lambs at that time in high school when I was kind of more seriously trying to get into movies and yeah. reading about movies had kind of my subscriptions to movie magazines. I had yeah. like movie encyclopedias and yeah. just kind of learning about movie history and that kind of stuff was really fun to talk about with my stepdad and I remember talking about the character of Hannibal a lot with, with Don, my stepdad. Cool. Because Don's hot take on Hannibal was always on like AFI lists of like greatest villains of all time. Absolutely. But if you kind of watch the movie closely, is he a villain? Is he a villain? Mm. And that's what I think really intrigued Don about that character. Yeah. Is that he's, I mean he he is a yeah. murderer who ate several of his victims. Ate several of his victims. <laughs> you, like but, yeah. he kills a lot of uh people innocent police officers. Innocent yeah. police officers, <laughs> yeah, nurses. Like necessity. Yeah. But, but Kind of this interesting amoral character mm-hmm. yeah. of that there's kind of this weird like code to him. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. code, like a code of ethics in terms right. of yeah. who he decides right. to kill and eat. He kills right. people who he considers rude, right. or in you know in the books he kills a um, uh, uh, a member of the. Uh, symphonic okay. uh, or philharmonic, rather, because they're so, a bad they're a bad player. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. very that's very Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Is he the one that? That meets their untimely end in Florence. Like all of his guts get like spilled out in the oh, square. Well, that's the that's the police officer that's okay, chasing him. Sure, yeah, but he also kills the police officer because the police officer is crooked and takes that deal with Mason Verger uh, instead of d- doing the right thing and handing him over to the FBI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, and like Pete, like you mentioned before, of that when you revisit this movie as an adult. I mean, it fucking holds up. Oh, I okay. Sure. So my opinion, as somebody who's not invested in the Hannibal extended universe, <laughs> is that the HCU? Yes, is that this movie, pun intended, eats Hannibal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, mm-hmm. and leaves zero crumbs. Like Hannibal's great. It's Ridley Scott's Julianne Moore. Love it. That movie. I mean, it's a very different type of movie. Yeah. Too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's so over and the top. and and this movie is just so like it's just iconic as a film. Yeah. It is. Like the just screen, as a movie. The as screenplay a moment, is pretty you know? tight. Like yeah. you couldn't lose any well, of the it, scenes it, of the script it does of all this of movie. This, it does really, mm-hmm. really good like screenplay one oh one shit. Yeah. You know? There's really good exposition that comes across mm-hmm. kind of like 
Clarice learns everything as we, the audience, are learning yeah. it. And the way she learns it is kind of like explaining it to us but not spoon-feeding it to us. Because yeah. she mm-hmm. is – she's not a full agent yet. She's still going through – um, you know, training mm-hmm. at like Quantico or whatever. Um, we as the audience get to be like, okay, we we we're kind of learning with her, and that's like so like fulfilling, like as a mm-hmm. as a watcher, you know. And you know, they're always paying things off, setting yeah. things up, yeah. and paying them off. And when she finds mm-hmm. out things about you know pattern making and all that yeah. stuff, because I'm watching it, going, how did she put two and two? How could she possibly put two and two yeah. together? And then I was like, oh, shit, when she goes to the house and sees the dress mm-hmm. patterns, yes. I'm like, ah, <laughs> it's so perfect. You know, so it's just got this really great script that, like, you know, it does all the right things for the audience yeah. to follow along and not feel like, oh, called it. You know, yeah. you're just like, well, yeah, of course you called it. They showed to you. <laughs> oh, know? yeah. I mean, that that twist <laughs> when she shows up at the house, I can't even imagine like being in the theater and seeing uh. that in 91. It probably would have people were lost their damn mm-hmm. mind. Um, and, and this movie is so influential because I feel like it it ushered in a wave of crime procedurals. Oh, yes. my God. I mean, like all of those Ashley Judd, Morgan Freeman movies. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. David Fincher has a, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, Jonathan Seven. Demi, yeah, mm-hmm. you know uh, Tarsim Singh, the director who did uh, the, the Cell. Cell. Yeah, he talks about on that commentary. He's like, I don't care about procedurals. I don't care about solving mysteries or like crimes or any of that stuff. Those movies sold tickets, and if I was going to direct a studio movie, they said, pick a procedural, yeah, and make one. Yeah, he makes. And a, he's like, he I, made an art house. Yeah. Sure did. Yeah, and he made an art an house, art, uh, like, art house episode. <laughs> CSI, so. Yeah, a really yeah. faggoty, like, <laughs> <laughs> like artistic, like procedural out so of it. So. You mentioned something about the script kind of being so affected. So this movie is adapted by Ted Talley, and I was reading a little bit about the production of the movie. Of this movie, or this book was a huge bestseller, yeah. primarily in paperback. Like, it really caught on in the 80s when it was making the rounds in bookstores when it went to softcover. Well, I would imagine this book's probably like 900 pages or something. No, it's really not. (laughs) Oh, it's it's not? Okay. No, it's like a tight, like, three, four hundred-page book. Oh, sweet. Even better. And literally the book (laughs) follows the – or the script, rather, follows the book exactly. Oh, cool. um, Because it's like three or four pages in and she's already – going sure. down to see Hannibal in the dungeon. Okay. Yeah. This dungeon. So <laughs> so this uh this book was the rights for this book were bought by Orion Pictures with the intention that Gene Hackman was going to star and direct. And uh, when Phil uh, and when things fell through through Hackman, Hackman who got the screenwriter involved because he liked one of his previous movies or like one of his previous scripts. It's the one with James Spader and Susan Sarandon. The name of it is escaping me right now. Mm. But it was offered to Jonathan Demme to direct this movie and he originally passed on it thinking that it was going to be a slasher and then he was given the book and Jonathan was like okay like there's potential in this material Mm. because what he liked about it was that it had a strong moral center and its center is from a female perspective yes and we get we really get that uh kind of nailed or hammered home I don't have any good analogies (laughs) but you know you do get a lot of like Starling's oh, yeah. POV of the male dominated versus the know. male gaze. Of well, yeah. I mean, especially yeah. just kind In of law the, enforcement. The opening shot of the movie is, well, is yeah. that she's climbing a hill, mm-hmm. too. Uh, mm-hmm. she's, she's running, running up, up that hill. hill. <laughs> if she, she's running up that hill, 
Kate Bush style. <laughs> Bitch, can we talk about Brian Cox being the original screen Dr. Lecter? Yeah. Oh, Brian oh, Cox's work. performance is intense. I like, you imagine. really believe that guy eats people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so what I was thinking about last night when I... So I watched Manhunter, and then mm. I finished season one of Hannibal the TV show, yeah, which did. we can we can talk about that later. <laughs> but what I was really thinking about is, is at the time a movie revolving around a female police officer or training FBI agent. It revolves around a female, and what had audiences really seen of women in the police force? Prior to something like Silence of the Lambs, uh, they'd seen Police Woman starring Angie Dickinson. I was going to say Police Woman <laughs> from the '80s, but w- what I was thinking about was that Angie Dickinson is that they're primarily television because yeah. we got yeah. Police Woman with Angie Dickinson. There are some female cops on Chips. Pete and I watch a lot of episodes uh, of Chips late yes. night, oh, okay. so um, uh, it's actually so, night viewing. It's pretty fierce. There's yeah, some female <laughs> police officers on Chips, but they're pretty much like eye candy. Sure, like there's yeah. not a lot of character there. Seriously. And we cannot forget Cagney and Lacey. Uh, we can't forget Cagney and Lacey. So kind of Cagney and Lacey did kind of pave that way for a character they like did Clarice. Because they were detectives, right? Yeah. They yeah. were police detectives. I want to say New York, but if you told me right now Cagney and Lacey was set in like Baltimore or something, I'd be like, work. Sure. Um, and also, we cannot forget the short-lived 1987 sitcom starring uh, <laughs> Suzanne Summers. She's the sheriff. Oh, <laughs> Not she's the sheriff. Wow. <laughs> I but mean, yeah. you want to talk about <laughs> portrayals of uh, lady cops? No, you're abs- you're absolutely right. Um, or it was something like Police Academy, Pete. Sure. Yeah. Where it was just kind of look at these hot the ladies show. like yeah. walking oh, around in these yeah. tight cop uniforms. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They either were busty. Mm-hmm. They were uh, tiny and had like a baby squeaky voice, yeah. or they were like a big butch. You know. Yeah broad yeah but, so so, it, so this is really kind of showing uh kind of the world like maybe what it's like to be in like in law enforcement and jody it kind of shows how perfect jody foster is for this role mm. because she is what five two yeah jody <laughs> so, so little. interesting about <laughs> the casting with jody foster of uh, when talk about when this, this is wild. when demi got involved Jonathan Demi has a working relationship with Michelle Pfeiffer. They had done yeah. Married to the Mob with each other, yeah. which Married to the Mob also, the mm-hmm. first time that Goodbye Horses is in a movie, it's in Married to the Mob. Oh. So, like, Jonathan Demi, that was in, like, his mixtape rotation yeah. in yeah. his car. So he just had he that. had to put it in both movies. Yeah. But Demi, of course, offered the role to Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. Just because they had a working relationship with each other. Demi, as a director works with a lot of the same actors in each movie. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of Demi movies of this year players. of that yeah. when I log all of them in my letterbox, the same actors come up for sure. all of these movies. I've watched like six Charles Napier movies this year. Hey, that's yep. uh, mm-hmm. London England. So. London England. <laughs> London England. Listeners, you might remember him Feed from uh, from Austin Powers. Much. <laughs> so he's he's in a lot of Jonathan Demi movies. Yes. Oh, that's very so far. He's been in all of them that I've watched. Wow, something wild, Philadelphia, like, and he usually oh, just yeah. plays like little interstitial side yeah. character kind of a thing. So, so um, I turned it down, and Michelle was just like, I day. think I, mean, I think it's just too dark for me. I'm turning it down. And Jody was Big, in contact huge. with uh, Ted Talley, Jody who was wrote it. Like she, <laughs> she I, was in contact. I think that Ted kind of offered her, "You should, you should look at this movie." Yeah, and right. Jody just 
tracked Jonathan down of, I need to be in this movie. And Jonathan Demme says that he knew that she was the Clary Starling when he first met her and she was walking towards him down the hallway. Of that, that is the walk of the character. Like, she was just determined... I'm going to get this role. Yeah. She had her car keys and a carabiner on a belt loop. Yeah. She just had that. She had that <laughs> lesbian walk. <laughs> he said, that's the girl. <laughs> In like early 1990. Oh, my wow. God. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. You know, Michelle Pfeiffer is just, you know. Is she, is she too beautiful? Well, here's the thing. I hate as a man mm. when I talk about a woman sure. to just bring up their Harp beauty, beauty or their physical yeah. appearance yeah. or whatever. Because Michelle Pfeiffer is a great actress. She is. She absolutely. is uh, empirically a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to not talk about it. But you're kind of right. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Is it, is it something that we as the audience would be, would, I don't think that I would be like, I don't buy it. Fuck that movie. I, I wouldn't be taken I out think, of it. I no, think the material yeah. is that good that I think she would have been successful with it. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And she's good, you know? So like she, yeah. you know, she would have been able to, you know, to bring something to this character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that Jody's kind of like, uh, uh, maybe maybe her good looks are a little bit more like what would you how would you describe like patrician I would say, or like um, well Michelle Pfeiffer has a very like her the way she carries herself yeah. um, there's an, an assuredness and a confidence mm-hmm. whereas I feel like Jodie Foster does a good job of also playing a lot of like not naivete is not the right word right. but. Um, uh, inexperienced. Sure. Yeah. And and Jody at She's the time, figuring this all out as she goes. Yeah. And at the yep. time she would have read a lot younger than Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer. So That's it's like too. that yeah. really plays into the character of like mm-hmm. she is in the FBI Academy. She is a, a trainee. This was also Jody coming off of a best actress Oscar yes, win too. Man. So mm-hmm. I think Did that, she get two in a, two years in a row? Or no. was there one in between? Uh, I year, believe year the, two in between? the accused was yeah. eighty eight, so she would have won it in eighty nine. And I mean she would have been cast in this movie. Yeah. Roughly around eighty nine. Sure. So that was a so I think that she really needed that type of leverage yeah. to get a role like right, yeah. Clary Starling. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, that Oscar win is debated a lot with people that love the Academy Awards. Is the accused or this one? The accused. Sure. Is that should she have won that Oscar? And I kind of think that she has to to lead to a role like like sure. Clary Starling. <laughs> yeah. 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 In the long run. But, in the long run, but, yeah. But was it merited? I saw The Accused. That shit stuck with me to this day. Yeah, I'm she's like, great. Mm-hmm. It was a moment. A lot. Yeah. Um, but no, I think, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, she's the right person. She's the right person for the role. Cut, and, cut to Michael Kors. It's the right girl. It's the right girl. And the right dress. And the right dress. <laughs> with the right hair. Um, <laughs> and you were also mentioning about the script is that what I think is really interesting about the story is that mm. it's a very classic piece of literature. I mean, when it boils down to it, yeah. it's the fable of a knight rescuing a princess. <gasps> oh. ah, glass like, shattered But in my this head time, right the knight my is gla- a, My glass eye shattered. The knight is <laughs> Jodie Foster. Yes. Mm-hmm. Work. work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's also just kind of that classic hero narrative, too. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Hopkins is the Stygian witches. 
I mean, Anthony Hopkins is there to like help guide he her on her way. He is yeah. the Obi Wan Kenobi he's of, of, he's of this hero's journey. He is Gandalf the, the, he, he is the wizard, <laughs> yes, in a way. That, that's so interesting. I didn't even think about yeah. Silence of the Lambs in terms of like the hero's journey narrative, but that is Work. so true. Uh, yeah, love it. Okay, mm-hmm. as a Star Wars fan, I like it even more. Yeah, shit. Was anyone else up for um, Doctor Lecter? Was it always going to be? Anthony Hopkins after Hackman dropped after out. After Hackman dropped out. Um, yeah, they didn't go back to Brian Cox. I mean, I think that Jonathan Demme always knew that it probably had to be... Uh, Anthony. Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Sir I Anthony. always think of that, of that when Gwyneth Paltrow was presenting him <laughs> on a Golden Globes. He's winning, like, the Cecil B. Dem- DeMille Award. Yeah. And she pronounces it Anthony. Anthony. And I want to <laughs> say that he was interviewed later, and he's just like, it's just Anthony. But um, oh, I think that uh, Jonathan <laughs> Demme cites the Elephant Man as convincing him that oh, he could play yeah. a role like Hannibal Lecter, as this kind of shower, this like sh- uh, shadowly figure yeah. that is in all of us. Oh, totally. Uh, you know, it's he is he has developed a full character because when, mm. if you watch this and you watch Dracula, his. Just oh, his voice. Yeah. His voice is the different. The pitch of his yeah. voice is completely different. Well, he's got an accent in Dracula. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing a completely different His thing. voice is higher pitched as Hannibal yeah. than it is as well, he's uh, Van Helsing. Got like, a, like a sort of uh, Maryland accent that he's Yeah, because he's with. from Baltimore. Baltimore sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's not full, like, hairspray. Right, but... yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a full Baltimore. Yeah. But, yeah. Only yeah. in 16 minutes of the movie. Get the fuck right out of town. That always blows my mind every time I hear that. that. I I knew that, but Mm. when you hear it, it's like... (gasps) I mean, his premise... His presence is there. His presence is so big that they just had to put him in lead. Yeah. And there's the lore of like how his eyes are always open. He never closes his eyes. Oh. Uh, scene. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's given some Haley Joel Osment school of acting. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) He learned it from Haley Joel. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, I feel like I I would not argue his uh, lead actor status. Sure, yeah, for that Academy Award, I wouldn't be like, no, fuck that, give him give him supporting. No, I the mean, character is the lead actor. You yeah. mentioned before, but it got the big five. Yeah. It is the mm-hmm. third film in the Academy's history to get the big five for producing, directing, acting, and screenwriting, and acting for both categories. Okay, so we got uh, we got. Uh, Director, we got what's, screenplay. What's, we got what's her name? Uh, oh. Put her, her leg out. Oh, um, it happened one night. It happened one night. Oh. That's what I'm thinking. All what's of her one. Name? What's her name? Claudette Colbert. Claudette Colbert. Yeah. I'm doing this. Is my Claudette Colbert impression. I'm, I'm holding <laughs> the edge good. of my little shorts. <laughs> Listeners, he's doing a full Claudette I'm right doing now. Full Claudette. Mm-hmm. I've, yeah. I've drawn in my eyebrows. Yeah. So really. it's it happened one night. Sounds mm-hmm. lambs. And do you know what the third is? Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Donovan, do you know? Do I? Do I? Titanic. Cuckoo's no. Nest. Oh, sorry. Ain't, ain't, so Leo, ain't Leo does <laughs> no, no, didn't win right. Best didn't Actor for Titanic. No. Yeah. Has anything ever won? No, we would know. If it won everything and supporting. I don't think anything has. No, that, would be, uh, that would be like well, the Earth would explode. Not both supporting, but I mean everything everywhere kind of. Sure. Got close. That, got yeah. close. It didn't yeah. win but, lead But actor, there was, no, but there was nothing sure. to, to have yeah. in the lead. Yeah. Yeah. It won Best Actor, Actress, and Supporting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, that that was a moment though. I, also, I watched I mean, the Academy Awards with my mom, 
as a kid all the time, as most yeah. little gay boys do. And I remember just being like, Ooh. I mean, I think that it holds the record of the earliest release movie to win Best Picture because yeah. Valentine's Day weekend. Oh, because, it, yeah. February, and it yeah. rode that buzz for an entire year, year. Over yeah. a year. Yeah. Beat out Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. And that mm-hmm. was a big deal for an animated movie to be mm-hmm. nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. But I don't, yeah. I think it was pretty much called on that night that it was going to be, it was going to be Sounds of the Lamps. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. That So it hadn't happened since Cuckoo's Nest. No. Oh. And before that, it hadn't happened since it happened one night in like the fucking 30s or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's intense. That's like, yeah, you, you would think that like, I don't know, that the Motion Picture Academy would, uh, it just shows that the rules are kind of crazy. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's, there's hardly any real way to game that system. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like... Those well, I think that well, I think that voting now is so different that you just yeah. see the wealth spread a little bit mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. with movies. Is that one movie they can kind of sweep an entire ceremony, but it doesn't happen all that much. Right, right, right. Um, okay, so we should address. We are thirty-five minutes into this episode, we should address at this point that there are some themes in this movie that may yeah, be a bit you. dated. Yeah, it has a history with the gay community, has, even at yeah, the time. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yes, and we are definitely talking about um, some uh, transgender themes. Yeah. That I mean, vocabulary was different at the time, but it's not even down to vocabulary. It's down to portrayals of trans-identifying characters. Yeah. Um, and I know that that's a big thing in the script. Mm-hmm. You know, Dr. Lecter does not believe that Buffalo Bill is trans. He kind of thinks that Buffalo Bill thinks he's trans, thinks he but it's really a manifestation but, of other issues in his life, yeah, right? Yeah. But uh, that being said, also, there is the issue of, you know, the main serial killer villain of this movie being a trans character. Does Silence of the Lambs demonize the trans community? Which, I mean, these are all personal opinions. Yes. Personally, I do not think it does intentionally. Right. But I do see the argument for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Also kind of get representation with the gay community at the time in major Hollywood movies of that these type of characters you didn't really see in major movies. And when you did, it's Buffalo Bill. It's always like whether you like it or not. That's your representation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So like the, you know, referring to, you know, transvestites and transsexuals and all that is, is one issue. But again, separately, the issue of, of like kind of villainizing or demonizing kind of trans characters. Um, whether that was the intention or not, I do, uh, we fully as, you know, viewers and, mm-hmm. and reviewing this episode kind of understand that that's an issue that's out there. Yeah. And so we're not really. Well, I also think that it probably got to Jonathan Demme as well. Or I think kind of the gay community's response to it. I do think that it led to something like following this movie up with something like Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, Jonathan Demi directing yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah. Is Jonathan Demi directing something like Philadelphia. Got it. Got it. Okay. All right. Which also is noble gay, gay man. Noble a, gay. It's <laughs> noble, too, right? Noble, noble gay, gay man who dies of AIDS. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I hadn't seen Philadelphia until this past summer. Really? Yeah. I just, I just never got around to it. Well, I mean, who, honestly, I, I hate to say, but like, who like 
just sits around. It's like right. You know what I want to watch? Exactly. <laughs> it just seemed like a downer even when I was a kid. Let's, yeah. let's put yeah. on Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah why yeah, not? Yeah. I'm bored. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that brings the whole conversation of you know, in what 1992, 93 when Philadelphia comes out, 94 or 94, 93. Okay. Well, whatever year it is. Tom Hanks playing a gay guy. Again, yeah. Great. He's major movie star. He's America's dad, he's America. right? He's yeah. he's he's a America's sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that he was America's sweetheart he was America's at the sweetheart. time. Not, yeah, he wasn't not, dad, not quite yeah. America's he dad. He was America's dad. dad. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you know, we love him. He's yeah. not quite the pillar of masculinity. It's not like if we're getting Clint Eastwood or like that's, Harrison Ford to true. play this character. Very true. But he is still kind of just an everyman, yeah. right? And so through that lens, it's like, cool. Mm-hmm. But I do understand today the argument of, hey, maybe maybe we can throw a bone to an actual gay homosexual, to, yeah. <laughs> you know, to understand this character, this role. I think whatever. it's very much a product of the time. Because yeah. even in the book, the book is very written, very much written from the perspective of a cis, hetero, sure. gay, male. And a lot of that yeah. comes from the material. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, you know, the character of Buffalo Bill is uh, a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, are are they trans? And that's the thing. It's like, if it brings up a lot of things. It's like, okay, maybe Dr. Lecter, his clinical opinion is mm-hmm. he's not actually trans. Not but actually it's trans, like, yeah. but, that, but does that matter? If it's a person identifies as trans, but their psychiatrist says, hey, you're not really sure. trans. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I went to a, to a psychiatrist and they're like, no, it's just trauma. You're not really trans. It's just your trauma. I'm like, bitch, no. Yeah, no <laughs> like, I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that kind of brings – and it's like is how reliable is Hannibal when it comes to that mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. um, diagnosis or whatever. So it does bring up a lot of questions. It's a very sensitive issue. But, you know, we're – Buffalo – the psychology of Buffalo yeah. Bill is just kind of a mystery too. Buffalo Bill just needed to, like, get his ass to Palm Springs. <laughs> couldn't you see him with all his rings and his kimonos? I mean, but that's the thing. Like, he just... a Palm Springs gay. That, like, that, like, not a bomber jacket, but it's almost like a letterman jacket. Where it's the, like that silk. The silk it, arms it looks and like the, the back it, is, like, it, Japan. It looks, <laughs> like the, it looks like the Ryan Gosling jacket from Drive. From Drive, yeah, yes. Yeah. Popular movie trailer, Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it seems when we do see his, like, his little, like, wardrobe, they're drag costumes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're not just drag as in dressed as girl. They're drag as in there's performance like costumes. Yeah. There's a latex there's, look. There's, what does Chanel say? There's feathers and peplums. <laughs> <laughs> and asymmetrical collars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Las Vegas showgirl. You know, it's not just like he wants to live as a woman. It yeah. is, they're performance, they're Perform- drag performance drag costumes. costumes. Yeah. And so... Is Colleen Atwood thinking about that when she Ooh. when she's filling this room sure. with these yeah. with these looks? There's something performative about yeah, Buffalo Bill because they're absolutely. not just yeah. like I'm going to the supermarket yeah. it's today. Like, it's not like Buffalo Bill's going for realness. You know what I no, mean? No, 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 yeah. No, yeah, it's all. I mean, well, yeah, super performative. Yeah. He's, like, he's taping himself dancing around. 
I'm just saying that like there's that line and maybe yeah. they didn't understand it yeah. at the time in the 90s of what is the difference between sure. a drag queen if, if, a oh, trans woman yeah. a transvestite the language wouldn't have been as mainstream right yeah. right because yeah. there is that whole thing of just like sometimes there are straight guys that like putting on women's clothes yeah. and getting off mm-hmm. but they do not live their life as women yeah. you know and you know people who do live their life sure. uh, you know and that's a, that's something else and that maybe that is their way of being trans and and yeah. exhibiting them, them themselves sure. and and drag is something else completely you know it's a it's an expression and it's an art form and there is this weird kind of like blurred line or juxtaposition when you see buffalo bills wardrobe and and how he does present with like his kooky rings and very like that palm springs kind of like yeah, a little absolutely. bit of you know that older guy who yeah. just like has a lot of turquoise well, the older <laughs> guy who has a lot of turquoise and the, uh, the obsession with the moths and yeah yeah a niche hobby a very niche a hobby. niche hobby yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i love it um all okay all the bug stuff too like yeah. that beca- that's just become like this um, okay, how many alt girls do you know yeah. have a death's head moth tattoo? The iconography of this movie, yeah. you know, the poster, mm-hmm. and that is mm-hmm. it? Is it Dolly? Am I stupid? I'm just assuming. The I mean, it's a famous painting of the of the nude women creating a skull. Oh, oh, yeah. did you oh, not okay. know that? I, you know, you show it to me. Yeah, and I'm sure I'll be like, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But um, it's a thing where it's. Uh, it's a classic painting, and it's it's a skull. But when you look at it, yeah. it's nude women's nude bodies, women. yeah. and they're creating the skull face. And it's mm. and it's I think it's in the poster. Um, Did you get to that episode of Hannibal where they're in this in the psych, uh, silo? Or is it in season two? It might that might be season two. Oh no! Then I haven't finished. Okay. Then I haven't gotten there yet. When you when you zoom in, like oh, zoom into. When you Hold zoom on, into listeners. that, you can see oh, it's all their bodies. Oh, yeah. yeah. On the poster for the movie, you're it's... literally blowing my thing yeah. mind right now. The moth and the death head moth is a real. It, this is a real, a real moth. Bug. It's a real insect yeah. in on Earth. Yeah, and it does have this this face on its back that looks like a skull. Yeah, but there is a famous painting, and they they put it into the the poster mm-hmm. of this movie mm-hmm. and it's it's actually women's bodies oh my god look at that creating this You're... this skull face yeah wow. and i i want to say it's dolly yeah um it's not the whole moth it's literally just the the, the skull. women making the skull yeah. um yeah and that but you're right it, it has become this this uh, visual kind of icon of this movie and i think anytime you have something you know going to Gus Van Sant's Psycho, where he added, mm-hmm. like, you know, Vince Vaughn's little, like, downstairs, his oh, basement. Sure. He had birds down kind there. And so, an o- homage to. Yeah, it yeah. was really kind of this homage to. Th- this is an extended scene that they added that wasn't in the original Psycho, but there's a, you know, they're walking through when Julian the fruit Moore, cellar. When Julian Moore yeah. goes down to the... F- to the fruit cellar yeah. to discover there's, Mrs. Bates. There's, yeah. there's little birds flying oh. around. And it's very evocative of, of these scenes of, of Clarice with the, yeah. with the bugs and all that. The two mm-hmm. bug experts in this movie. They remind me a lot of <laughs> char- the, char- the two guys from X-Files. Yes. The guys yeah. that predicted 9-11. Yeah, never mind. Oh. <laughs> that's another episode. Uh, <laughs> that's another episode. Yeah. yeah they, I forgot. Oh, they had a spinoff. 
series. Was it Millennium? No. No? It's, and it's called... It they had a Chris name. Carter. Like, they had a name for these characters on X-Files. Wow. And they had their own spinoff series. I... That's neither here nor there. But the two in this movie, they're super cute, both of them. Even with the cross eye. Even with the cross eye. I'm like, I'm here for him. But you know, but you know who I'm really here for in this movie, and I never thought about it until I watched this this time? Scott Glenn. Scott, Scott Glenn. Crawford. Scott Glenn. Da- yeah, yeah. Crawford. I was like, yeah. ooh. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's good. He's, he, he is a good Jack Crawford. I think I'm, yeah. I might be more partial to Lawrence Fishburne as Oh, Jack is that that's the character? Okay, sure, sure, sure. You know what's so funny is that I'm watching. You never put two and two together? Is that <laughs> I'm watching Hannibal right now, and I'm not putting all of this together. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm not really focusing on it. But, yeah, that's the Lawrence Fishburne character from Hannibal. Okay. And do you know how long it took me last night to figure out? The main character, uh, what's his name from like CSI or uh, oh, uh, what well, Peterman? Something, oh, yeah, yeah. he's CSI, in Manhunter, yeah. he's, he's in Manhunter, he's Will yeah. Graham in Manhunter. Yeah. That's the that's uh, Mr. That's Mr. Claire Danes. Oh, it's the character Hugh, from Manhunter yeah. that's on CSI is now he's played by Hugh Dancy, Hugh Dancy, Hugh Dancy, in yes, Hannibal the series, yeah, Hannibal oh, series. God, yes. It's the same character, got it. Yeah, I see. It, it took me a, it Edward took Norton me, played him in Red Dragon. It took me a while. <gasps> it took me a while to figure that out. Yeah, work. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's all uh, falling into so, place. Yeah, you just got to keep watching the show because my God, they the sexual tension between Hannibal and Wolverine. Ah. So, you got me. You got me to watch. I love it. See the first season of Hannibal, which I finished. Yep. Um, I don't normally watch a lot of procedural crime television. Yeah. yeah. So it's not really something that I normally watch, but I'm keeping up with it, though. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it it's a procedural, but it also... You have, like, your overarching story yeah. of what's going on. But it... The, the the kills are all interesting and artistic, and as you progress through season two, and especially in season three, it gets more, less of a procedural, um, okay. I feel like, because it really okay. starts to follow. Because I feel like I care for it less when it works as more of a murder of the week type of show, and yeah. we have to solve it. Yeah. Um, I kind of thought that they would pay off Gillian Anderson character. Jillian Anderson's character a little more in just season wait. one. Just wait. Okay. <laughs> so, so she comes back then. She. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good. Oh, yeah. She comes back. She's in season two and is a huge part of season three. All right. Yeah. Please keep watching. I'll keep watching. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. How do you feel about his performance as Hannibal? Mads? Yeah. Mads uh, Mickelson? I think he's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Serviceable? I mean, it's serviceable. I would, I would go over to his house for dinner. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks I, like- I even have the, like, there's a cookbook from the show. Oh my god. Of all of the recipes. Oh my god. Yeah. So are we are we supposed to believe is he feeding all of his dinner guest people? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean I I mean I think that it hints that early on <laughs> yeah. of that this is Hannibal cooking. So mm-hmm. you can probably put two and two together. Yeah, he's he is feeding them all of his kills. Mm-hmm. Work. Mm-hmm. Work. And work. And this work. made it to and this made it to um primetime NBC. NBC yeah. baby uh, Brian Fuller made it happen. I don't know how, but he went from pushing daisies yeah. <laughs> to this. But I'm very excited it, for the, the later seasons. You said season three when they start to get into yeah. all the characters from Hannibal. So, and I know that they put in characters that they cut from the movie, yes. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They put in the sister. Yes, Margo. Yep. Yeah. Margo. Mm-hmm. And she's like a butch lesbian, right? She, she's a butch lesbian in the book, but they make her more of a femme lesbian because she has... You, I mean, I don't want to spoil it for you, but um, sure. yeah, they make her more of a femme. But um, what? Oh my God, what's the name of the actor who plays 
Mason Verger in Hannibal. It's um, uh, from the Dreamers um, yeah. and Hedwig. Hedwig. Michael Pitt. Michael Pitt. Yeah. He, oh. he is, I mean, I, I, Gary Oldman was fantastic in Hannibal, but I want to say that Michael Pitt okay. did a very good job. Uh, Hannibal Rising. Gaspar. 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 Oh, R.I.P. Gaspar Guliel. R.I.P. And, I mean... CBS original Clarice one I, season. I sure. never watched it. Okay. I, I, and I think that was really like yeah. CBS old person television. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that lasted <laughs> one season. That's right? really like, sure did. that's going to be on when yeah. I'm at the bar at like 10 o'clock and yep. they just have, and they just have the TV cable on yeah. for the baseball and game and it's mute. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> that only lasted one season. Yeah. I never watched it. It like piqued my interest when it first came out, but then never... 13, yeah, 13 episodes for a network show. That's not, that's not yeah. Who is the Clarice cool season? You, we don't even know who she is. Some, okay. Someone. Some, yeah. Her name is, uh, and I don't even think they had Hannibal in that show. Rebecca breeds. Well, I mean, maybe I, that's, that's where they're going to go with it. But you know, it's a direct sequel to the movie. I yeah, feel like so it's the timeline is okay. supposed to be yeah. like after silence of the lambs before yeah. anything happens in Hannibal. It's like her dealing with the PTSD of Buffalo bill. So yeah. So we're getting that. like Senator Martin, yeah. Catherine Martin, yeah. you know, we're getting like, a lot of Clarice's family and flashbacks. Yeah. I'm looking at the MDB oh, right Catherine now. Catherine Martin's back. You, you wanted yeah, to Catherine talk Martin's about her. Right. Yeah, we love yeah. Catherine Martin. Yeah, you love her. <laughs> we love Catherine Martin. What is uh, Brooke? Um, Brooke Smith. Brooke yeah. Smith. I love Brooke Smith. Yes. See Brooke Smith come up a lot in, in movies and TV. So I love this actress. Famously, Catherine Martin's abduction is kind of mirror or kind of taken from like Ted Bundy's mm. uh, of how we would lure men lure. Yeah. Kind of, or women. women. Ted Bundy yeah. Was, women. Ted Bundy yeah. Was women. yeah. yeah. I, 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 I'm thinking yeah. of, uh, Dahmer. I'm thinking of Dahmer. Dahmer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, that was take this. So they kind of went all over for mm-hmm. putting together this character, right. Yeah. Of, of like a serial killer and, mm-hmm. and, and, and his tactics yeah. or whatever. But, but the, uh, feigning, you know, a broken arm or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and asking for help—that's yeah. something that Ted Bundy supposedly is or, or is. Did you, did you watch the Zac Efron Bundy? We did. We what, did. What'd you think? I thought it was a mess. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. kind of a mess. Yeah, I thought it was a mess. I remember we watched the Netflix documentary like right before it. The Bundy maybe, Bundy yeah. maybe it was yeah. kind of a mistake to watch them so close back to back. I think that Netflix thought that they had something they yeah. sure did. when yeah. they knew yeah. that they had this documentary in the can, yeah. and they bought. The Zacky Poo movie from Sundance, yeah. but I I really didn't like it. I mean, it's it's is it the last uh, is it the last like feature with yeah. Zach's old face? Maybe with his old face. <laughs> now he looks like handsome Squidward. He does. Yeah, yes, he does. Hey, I'm looking forward to that new movie that he just did. What, yeah, what is it's coming it? out this fall. I can't remember the name of it. Whether it was. He broke his jaw, like, I don't know, allegedly. I forgot what he said, allegedly, if yeah. that's the real truth or yeah. not, or if it's all just injectables and yeah. who knows what, but um, R.I.P. Zach's that original That new movie face. is called The Iron Claw, and it, it oh. has uh, the Inspector Jeremy Allen White from The Bear and okay. Harris Dickerson from uh, that Rich People Yacht movie. <laughs> the Rich People Yacht movie, yes. Um, Sour, sadness. Triangle of Sadness. Yeah. Triangle of Sadness, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have not yeah. seen that. Does he play the male model? Yeah. So it's a bunch of, a bunch yeah. of handsome guys yeah. just like um, talking to each other? 
Okay, so you watched the Bundy movie. You, we talked about this earlier, but you have not seen Dahmer yet. No. No. The Ryan Murphy Dahmer. The Ryan Murphy. Mm, no, yeah. yeah. I've seen the Jeremy Renner Dahmer Dahmer movie. <laughs> oh, I have not seen that. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 Yeah, old. sometimes sometimes serial killer fascination is a little lost on me. Mm. I can sometimes get into it when it's something like Silence of the Lambs when I think that there's a little more to offer, like sure. a character like Clary Starling. Someone to root for. But I don't yeah. quite have the fascination of like the true crime podcast. Ah, listener. Okay. Gotcha. That's it, usually not my, when it gets to, like, When cute. it gets to the yeah. point that, like, junior high school kids are dressing as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween, yeah. it's like, all right, girl. Bad taste. Slow your roll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. I I feel like of the whole uh, Ryan Murphy universe, mm-hmm. I feel like I can get behind, well, I can get in front of Evan Peters. <laughs> <laughs> behind, in front, in front of, on top of. Yeah, either. Well, anyway. You, you, you name it. it. Um, I feel like Evan Peters is somebody that kind of is coming out smelling like a rose, you know, when you've got like Emma Roberts, <laughs> Emma Roberts know? beating him up, yeah. Kim K, like there's a lot of weird shit going on with the cast of Ryan like Murphy. of yeah. Ryan Murphy productions, you yeah. know, I feel like you get, give, give me, you know, Evan Peters, give me, uh, uh, Billy Lord, you know, mm-hmm. give me Jessica Lange. Yeah. And I and I'll watch something that they're involved in. Yeah, uh, Niecy Nash. Yeah. Love Niecy Nash. Yeah. Niecy Nash. She yeah. is, does a great job. In Lesbian Dahmer, icon. I know she Dahmer. deserves everything that she got for it. Like it's one of those wise. things where it's like, yeah, do you really want to spend your whole weekend watching right. this like right. very serious? Yeah. Series, and then I read like but... the interviews with like the family members, and I just kind of think yeah. like, oh, that has to fucking suck. Oh yeah, yeah. having to relive all of that. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So. uh there's that um, actual footage of someone kind of like going mm. after, not going after, but kind of yelling at Jeffrey Dahmer like in court. Yeah. That's Niecy Nash's character or her sister. Or That's something. the character. That's the character, yeah, right? That she, she kind of like yells at him. And, she yeah. plays the neighbor in the show. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That she may or may not have had a sandwich that was a person. Yep. Got it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Got it. We'll watch it. I, I Like I said. I, 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 I kind of stand behind Evan Peters. I, I think he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. I think he's um, he's nice to look at. Uh, so. yeah. <laughs> and, the you know, Jeff, Jeffrey Dahmer's story is, is fascinating. It is fascinating. You know? Yeah, there's so many layers to it. Yeah, the crazy shit with, like, the kid, the like the underage, like, Laotian uh-huh. kid or whatever, that the oh cops were just like, God. go go, go back home with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> What? Yeah, the, what? yeah, the the systemic racism, yes. the systemic homophobia, yeah. the way he got away with things for so long because they just didn't want to deal with, yeah, yeah, those people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I think I'd like to give it a chance, but you know, when we get to it, we'll get to it. Sure. Going back sure. to Brooke Smith. Of the, <laughs> actually, what? going back to the. What we're talking, <laughs> what we're talking kind about? Of, yeah. Going back, going back <laughs> to the movie, the not yeah. uh, not the Ryan Murphy hour. What I really like about this performance is that. She's, I guess that she's the damsel, like we mentioned before. She's right. the princess, she's the princess the but she's also tower. like yelling at Buffalo Bill. She has, she uh, has, she has a little princess. Oh, she thinks when she, she thinks she thinks Princess broke not not princess, precious precious yeah. 
precious, yeah. When she I got your dog, mister. figures that shit out, she thanks for the scraps, motherfucker. <laughs> I got a better oh. idea. Oh. This performance, it's it's harrowing. Don't make me hurt your dog. Don't make me hurt your, yeah, no, he's like, don't make me hurt you. Like, don't make me hurt your dog. And I kind of oh. like that she's in this pit being like, fuck you. Yeah. And I... Also love that she's saying fuck you to Starling when she finds her. You You fucking bitch. (laughs) You fucking bitch. Get me out of this pit. Get me out of here. You want to rescue me? Get me out of this fucking pit. She's very much into the share. You crazy bitch. Get me out of here. But I mean, name a more iconic duo than. (laughs) Go to uh, Malibu, turn left. Turn left. Name a more iconic duo (laughs) than. Clarice and Brooke. Clarice and Brooke, but also like Precious, too. Pre- oh, yeah, of that, it's like a her. whole. Yeah. It's like a whole like Catherine and Pre- when they are walking Catherine out in her like you're safe now gray blanket. She's got her little safety blanket on, and she's holding Precious, and they go to take Precious away. And she's like, "Nope, she's yeah, mine now. She can't let him. She's she mine can't now. Let Precious, go. I mean, no. that's kind of the follow up." story that i want to see is i want to well, know what watch, happens watch clarice on cbs i want to know what <laughs> um, happens to Catherine now. martin streaming now on paramount Plus. <laughs> does she end up doing this like media tour yes with, absolutely with precious yeah, yeah yeah in tow she's on sally jesse with precious is she yeah, gonna yeah. be going on like good morning america yeah, yeah. with precious yeah and does starling have to like go with her oh god i hope not are they gonna have no. to do this whole media tour no uh not lance henriksen um the other one, got, Lawrence Fishburne goes Lawrence, with her. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's he's taking all the glory. Because, okay. Precious is definitely going to get on the on the People magazine cover, though. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, but the People, yeah. Precious is getting on People. Yeah, yeah. Um, Catherine's getting on, you know, USA Today. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's... Uh, she's, a, she's an interesting character because I, I love her intro. She's singing, you know, she's singing American Girl. Like, she's just singing along. She's just like a, this badass I always chick, think of... Yeah. I always this... I always... I love Tom Petty and I always yeah. think of this movie whenever I... And that song comes whenever on. Whenever I listen yeah. to American because, Girl. Because, you know, now. so what we get from Buffalo Bill when we see his earlier, like, you know, victims... Yeah. They're all... They're all really young. They're all like teenagers, right? Yeah, yeah, Most of them. All like in their late teens, early yeah, 20s. Yeah, early 20s. Because yeah, I got that good skin. Yes. Well, yeah. And Brooke, at least to me, maybe she is supposed to be 19. If you told me mm-hmm. Catherine Martin is 19, sure. 18, I believe it. Um, but, you know, she seems like she's a little bit more worldly, right? Yeah. And, um, and she, you see it in her face when he's like, oh, like, yeah, get up into the van. She's like, uh. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but at that point, she's, you know, she's a goner. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like the kind of the agency she has. And when she's down there, she's just like, fuck yeah, me. She's like, like Mr. And she's screaming at him. And like, she's you. not like, oh, help me. Like, but when the classic puts the lotion in the basket oh. and, you know, and yeah. she finally is like, okay, okay, like I'll put the lotion on. And, she put, and then she puts the lotion in the basket and he pulls the basket and there's a flashlight in there and she sees. The nails in yeah. the thing, and she's just like, "Oh fuck me, dude!" Yeah, because at that point she thinks mm-hmm. I'm the senator's daughter. Yeah, he wants ransom. Yeah, but then when she sees like, "Oh no, I'm not." Yeah, I'm probably, this isn't about me. I'm probably not going to make it out of this yeah, basement yeah, alive. Yeah, that's when you're like, "Oh yeah. god damn it!" And you just see the way that they put this well. The way that the way that it looks, mm-hmm. it just looks. That shit looks like 
it could be in somebody. It doesn't oh, yeah. look like a movie set. It looks like this yeah. is somebody's the, the geography disgusting of that basement, basement. Is so yeah. interesting. Like, the maze that's it, down yeah, there, this yeah. like Minotaur maze. Yeah. That you, I mean, hey, hero's journey. Yeah, she goes. Sure. Into, she goes into the maze. Yeah. yeah. To like to fight the beast. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah, you're probably onto something. <laughs> they probably had that in mind yeah. when filming the scene. I mean, okay, so California West Coast boy. Yeah, I've been in. One basement my we entire have, life, basements and here. it was literally a washing machine, a dryer, and a sink. Yeah, and it was four steps to get down to yeah. it. Yeah, right. Yeah. We don't we don't do that. So here. when I go to Montana, I grew up to go basements. visit Scott, and there's yeah. basements. Spooky. And like, if they don't, ha- there's my, my grandma's basement. <gasps> sure. Yep. Now, by law, Scary. there needs to be a window, and I forget what it's called, mm-hmm. but it's called something, sure. and it's an es- it's basically an escape hatch. Yeah. Right. If you're down there. But if you're away from that window and the lights are off, it is pitch fucking black because you're underground. Yeah. So, so when me and my cousins and my sister were kids, we used to play a game in my grandparents' basement. We called it the bear game. And we would turn off all of the lights. And somebody would be the bear. Silence of the lamp style. And oh, someone would be the bear. And you had to find no. the person. Oh, and you- we're talking... Pitch black, you like have a your, room. You're officially licensed Jurassic Park. A room, <laughs> like night vision night goggles. Vision goggles. <laughs> a room with no windows. Yeah. Yep. Or or one like the one that escape is terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh my god. And you know you see a furnished basement like your grandpa the grandparents' basement, and sure. it's cute. Like sure. there's the laundry know. room over here. And I don't know. My my grandparents' basement isn't really furnished. It's a so. bit of a maze. You know. Yep. I mean. Yeah, but. It, it it's it's a livable space. It's not like well, I'm talking about the there's also there's the young Bowers and the Beaudrys too. So the young Bowers sure. yeah. is a little bit more yeah. like that '70s show. Like a there's little, like a rec room, a little rec room. There's like a little bar area, right? Sure. Yeah, but you can see an older house that somebody didn't give a shit about mm-hmm. that didn't finish their basement. Yeah, could just be cinder blocks. A lot and of nothing. a lot of homes do have wells too. That's kind of an old yeah. house thing. Yeah. To get yeah, um, like to get running water. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's there's that's probably what it's from. That old lady literally cooking in a bathtub. What was that? Yeah. Is that the woman whose house it was? Yes. You know, oh my god. Okay, so explain <laughs> to me the connection of uh, Scott Glenn says that we think that we have his house, but you need to go talk to the friend. Well, they just were pulling. Like, yeah. Well, we'll be fingerprints and shit. And well, like, they were they, they were, were looking they were looking at the stuff. people that yeah. were denied yeah. Um, yeah. surgery. So they were they were and that's where they got the name. Yeah. So uh, so that house. was just yeah. a, a bad lead. And Clarice but is going to go talk lead, to a friend. Right. Yeah. Yep. Her lead was the woman who they did like seamstress jobs yeah. for. Yes. She's the right. girl in the picture, yeah. I think. Yeah. Frederica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Of that, but Frederica and the girl who worked at the bank. The were, girl who worked at the bank was like, "Oh yeah, we worked for like Mrs. We, Mrs. Lipman. Mrs. Lipman. So, so what who's is Mrs. Lipman? Is Mrs. Lipman in the basement? Yes, she's okay. the one in the bathtub. She's the one in the bathtub. And how what did is, he get the What house? is the connection between <laughs> Buffalo Bill and Mrs. Lipman then? Uh, so she is, is he her son? No, from what I remember in the book, he like like would work for her and do like sure. like handy jobs sure. and like you know kind of be like a like a handyman sure. around the house and just killed her and took the and house. he noticed that yeah. she had this awesome creepy basement <laughs> exactly exactly this minotaur maze and that she just had this open well mm-hmm. in the middle of her house <laughs> yeah. sure yeah 
Uh, but I mean, some of the best movie editing in history is this how that scene is how that climax is cut together. It's yeah. just like that shit is genius, and it's pure like filmmaking. It's oh, yeah. editing. It's like it's yeah. movie editing. Yeah. If we're and we're talking about the just the, the movie making, I think also we need to do a shout out to the score for this. Sure, film. yes, sure. Yeah, yeah, and that kind that kind of. Film editing of we're on a phone call and I'm saying, you know, we're just about there and yeah. we're going to break in and yeah. hear the cops. And, and you expect the, that the you're going to see that person when yeah. they open up the door. The Flowers by Irene van mm-hmm. comes and parks there and he's got his like Terminator 2, like Rose's <laughs> delivery knocking on the door. And, and then we've got like James Gunn, like, oh, the doorbell's ringing. Yep. That fucking shriek. Of a doorbell that yeah. he has the hooked doorbell up. Doorbell is insane. It's like a like an elementary school bell yeah. that he has like hooked up. But they do this thing where it's like this weird sound foley thing that mm-hmm. they make it seem like he has this jerry rigged situation. When the yeah. doorbell rings, I hooked it up so that when I'm downstairs, I stole this school bell mm-hmm. and it's hooked because there's a weird static or like electrical yeah. static noise going on underneath it to kind of illustrate that he rigged it and it's like oh it's awful um but that kind of editing can't be done in a book mm-hmm. when you're reading it do you yeah. know what i mean it's yeah. visual yeah you need to read yeah. this you need to read this yeah. script and know how to film a yeah. scene like that there's now. there's you can only do that fake out yeah. in a film you can't do a fake out like that in a book because you can't and it's cross POV and it's something in the that, same chapter. And it's something mm-hmm. that the director, the cinematographer, and the editor all have to be on the same page for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too. This movie is shot by um, Tak uh, Fukimoto, and I think that he would exclusively shoot movies with Jonathan Demi. Okay. Like we were, Pete, we were, I was getting the end song from Switchblade Sisters and he came up in the credits as an oh, assistant what? camera guy because, <laughs> um, I mean, Switchblade Sisters, we were yeah. talking about, uh, B movies, American International, American like, International. Yeah. And who's yeah. the big, um, who's Corman? the big Roger Corman. Sure. And Jonathan Demi came up in that school. Oh, get out of here. Oh, yeah. where? So, I mean, okay. Jonathan Demi like started out in like a what? women's. Yeah. <laughs> who? Roger Corman. Who, but who is he in this? I, He's somewhere he's in there. He's probably one of the police guys. Yeah, wow. but he's listed in the credits in the beginning That's of the movie. That's funny. Oh my yeah. god, I love that. So Jonathan Demi was in the Roger Corman school, like with Jim's Cam- with James Cameron. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Oh, That's so cool. That's great. I, um, love that. I mean, Jonathan Demi like started out making like women's prison movies, Caged Heat. So that's how he knows tech. Yeah, yep. because of that. Mm. Oh my god, I love it. I, yeah, never knew that. I mean, I never knew that. And I love shit like that of just these guys that had been working in B movies since mm-hmm. the 70s. Yeah. That just kind of, they learned all of these tricks by making all of these schlocky movies and became prestige directors. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like as a kid, I always kind of thought, I heard the name Jonathan Demi and I was like, oh, those are like. Those are like real movies. Those are so real. Those I've are been grown up movies. So I've been <laughs> yeah. going on a big Jonathan Demi like journey this year yeah, because yeah, yeah. when you look through his filmography, primarily his stuff from the eighties, like it's wild. Mm. Of that, he can do how some, varied it is. Like yeah. just kind of how varied it is. I mean, something wild we just watched for the first time this year with Melanie Griffith and Jeff Daniels, and that's such a fun, kooky movie. Married to the Mob is yeah. like 
great. Mm. It's mm-hmm. so fucking hilarious. And Michelle is so good in it. Mercedes rule like queen. And then he can do something like sounds of the lambs. Yeah. yeah. Like just kind of this really versatile director yeah. that can kind of do anything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It would have been really cool to see what his vision would have been had they decided to do Hannibal, but uh, right. I don't think right. I yeah. could see him a, like saying no on the <laughs> Oh yeah, they he read the saying no on the phone like, call. Nah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so we talked a little bit about Goodbye Horses before. Yeah. And Scott, you know, it is a it is a good bar uh jukebox song to put on. But it's that thing where I feel like a lot of people kind of have that moment of like wait a minute, what is this song? I, oh. I hesitate to put it on during What is the song settings. from? Yeah, yeah, like this, yeah. Is, this is the Silence of the Lambs yeah, song. Yeah. yeah, But it's that thing that it's like, when you listen to it, it really no, is a, a good song. It, no, it's a fucking banger, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I believe Q Lazarus has passed away. Yeah, she just I passed away she, in the past yeah, year. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where it's like, people are like, is this a guy singing? Is yeah. it a girl? Yeah. Is it a woman very singing? Very androgynous. I can't tell. Very you know? Which is also like, totally fits into yes. the, the whole yeah theme of that scene yeah yeah of him becoming a, a woman and and i love yeah. the fact too that they had to have been playing it on set because he's singing along to it he's singing along you to know it, yeah. and a lot of times in movies they're like oh we don't know what song it is yeah. or play a temp song yeah. or it was on maybe just a beat it was know? in jonathan demi's rotation he was listening to the song a lot it's in married to the mob yeah so and, yeah i mean like said, all of yeah. the music of jonathan demi movies are usually pretty like meticulously put in there. Put yeah. Like yeah. they're in there for a reason. Yeah. yeah. But um yeah, I definitely remember in my like going out days. Yeah. Of just kind of like I remember when you first put this on for me when I first started going out <laughs> with you and you put this on in your old truck in your yeah. old in your old Toyota. <laughs> Tacoma, I'm just yeah. like goodbye horses, huh? <laughs> Yeah. I did that work with, with Brian too. Yeah, I put that on in the car and I kind of like gave him the side it's eye. A little like, test, yeah. Can you, can you hang? It's yeah. a little test. But yeah. I remember like listening. I remember listening to that movie or listening to that song as we were driving down. Where were we going? We were yeah, driving we down. Doing? We were probably coming from the roost. Shove. I just probably. remember driving down the freeway with you and the windows were down. It's probably why I put it on truck. because we're yep. going to leave the roost. Yeah, vibes, man. Yeah. So we're like heading down the five, going towards mm. like downtown LA. Um, Q Lazarus, you'll you'll be missed, icon. I mean, yeah, and it, that's, it's such a great song. That's the thing. My friends and I like. I remember when Damien kind of okay. So this think back. Mm-hmm. This is early like pre iPhone days oh. of going out. Like we're going to the we're going to the bar, going to the club. The iPhone is a distant teach me Pete. vision in our future. <laughs> we have Bluetooth. And we can send a song to each other, but it's a song that we ripped off of LimeWire. You know, you had (laughs) your disc man that had the little tape connector. Yeah, yeah. I put put a a tape into my tape deck with a cable sticking out of it that went into my iPod. Yeah, you know. And um, so you know, so we're ripping music. We don't have Spotify. It's still the days of like you got to find music and make playlists, but iPods changed the game, right? So we did have music at our fingertips. It was just we had to find it and harness it. And then it was our personal shit. And when Damien put Q Lazarus on a playlist, we were like, work. This song is good. (laughs) And it would, like, pump us up to, like, go to the bar. But it was also a weird, like... Mm -hmm. 
early Kanye kind of like, you know, what is the like harder, faster, like, I don't know. Like, oh, the, like the Daft Punk song? Yeah, yeah. that yeah. kind of shit, you know, yeah. but like, yeah, Gold Digger and like oh, weird, nice. like, nice. Uh, yeah, getting into, I, I don't know, but it just, we, we just, thought we were like you know what you feel like when you're in your 20s Absolutely. and you're like going to the club and you feel invincible we were it man we yeah. were it and when we would go places and mm-hmm. we would be able to put the song on we'd be like and look around and see people being like where it we're, we're like yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know <laughs> dummy pete i remember <laughs> us being at a bar oh, i remember we were at the snug with ashley cassidy from keep it weird yeah. and she just put on the jukebox i remember that night yeah. yep yeah that's so cool i remember it played off of the Clerks 2 soundtrack. That's right. Oh, yeah, it's on no. Clerks 2, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they do, like, a Silence of the Lambs kind of spoof, right? Sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember Clerks 2. I, I remember seeing it, but I don't actually remember, yeah. like, a lot from it. Um, but that leads me to, okay, so we were, like, yeah, bitch, we're, like, the cool kids. We know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Q Lazarus is where it's at. But... Then we were like, okay, this song is a little, like, not played out, but we were like. What else is there? It's what a little else is there? expected. Sure. What yeah, else is yeah, there? Yeah. So, yeah, there was another song that we found that was a little bit more of a deep cut. Um, and I don't know yeah, how, what the deal is. How did you find this song? Damien. My it was just on one of his. It was just on one of his playlists. Damien just found this song, and it's it's about Silence of the Lambs. It's literally just yeah. It's about Buffalo Bill. It's about yeah. Buffalo Bill. <laughs> but it's like it's spooky. It's kooky. It's ooky. Yeah. And like <laughs> and we were just like, oh, this is the one. This is this is the like the real shit. And we just became obsessed. It was this thing that was yeah. just like just our stupid idiot group of dumb friends were like obsessed with this song. And we're like, get ready at home. Just like and put your lotion on ooh, his skin. I'm looking so cute. Put yeah. all this lotion on my skin. Yes. Hydrated. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fully hydrated. Yeah. Unbothered. He is not and ashy. No. And yeah. And so I didn't know about the song until Jackass Forever. Yeah. Oh, but we were sitting in the theater, and in Jackass Forever, they do a Silence of the Lambs bit where they turn off all the lights and they fuck with them. So I think that they think that they're going to be dealing with like snakes, yeah, yeah, but like it rattlesnakes, ends up being cattle prods, and then it ends up being all the lights shut off and they're getting zapped with cattle prods and they're getting led into rooms with like mouse traps yeah. and and cast iron. And Chris uh, Pontius is in the corner dancing, tucked like so Buffalo Bill. A lot of a lot of homages to Silence of the Lambs and, and spoofs. Uh, you mentioned the the American Dad one. Would you say that's your favorite? I like that one. It's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a favorite? Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> um. I mean, The Simpsons had the famous Mr. Mis- Burns in the in the mask. Oh, sure. yeah. Being um, being let in. Well, there is a really um, very timely Roseanne Halloween episode oh. where DJ gets, DJ? DJ gets wheeled out and he he's on and the... he's on a dolly. Oh, nice! Strapped to the dolly. I remember yeah. kids in grade school going as Hannibal Lecter. 
wild. Isn't that nice? Wild. Yeah. 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 Wild. Yeah. Yeah. I did Hannibal a few times for a Halloween costume. I think. I mean, I I, I told you guys earlier. I'm a South Park kid. Yeah. Um, so they did like two spoofs. One of them was with Officer Barbarady, and he was like the Cl- Clarice Starling character trying to solve a mystery of who's TPing houses. Uh. And then the other one is Cartman, and Cartman's playing lambs downstairs. Ah. <laughs> with so. Bebe? Be- with Bebe. Yeah, yeah, we watched that one. Yeah, yeah that's so a good, good. One. Yeah, He's got the little doll down yeah. there. He's just playing lambs. <laughs> Put the fucking lotion in the basket. That's when, that's when Bebe gets boobs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Too much. Yeah. Sometimes South Park, I'm like, what the fuck, mm-hmm. man? Uh, I didn't grow up on a lot of South Park, but um, it's kind of fun to watch it. It is fun. It is, it's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just looking up also um, Thomas Harris, the author of, of the Hannibal books. I don't, I don't know if we're going to get another one because this dude is, was born in 1940. Oh. Still, Thomas Harris yeah. strikes me as somebody, if I read a little too much into Thomas Harris's political beliefs mm. that it would be a huge turnoff. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> sure. maybe it's for Uh-oh. the best that I don't know a lot about Thomas yeah. Harris. He did have a book come out in 2019 that was not related to the Hannibal universe, but I am just curious well, if we're going to get that. one more. <laughs> yeah, no, who the fuck cares about that? Yeah. Um, we have to give a shout out to Precious. I mean, we've definitely <laughs> mentioned before, but I mean, Darla, Precious, what Darla, a career! And not Pete, Darla. This is not a poodle. This no, is a, she's not a poodle. She's a Bichon Friche. Yeah, uh, that's that's Millie. That's Millie DeCherico's dog. Yeah, our mm-hmm. friend Millie. I mean, what a career! Pee Wee's Big Adventure, The Burbs <laughs> as Queenie. Pete, you love The Burbs. I love Queenie. So great in The Burbs. This is Walter. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Um. Batman Returns, her final role. What a career! Oh, <laughs> final role in Batman Returns. She was the um, in the Penguins gang, right? Yes. Yeah. The the she's, Penguins. She's with the poodle lady. The red, the yeah, lady. the red circle or the red triangle gang had yeah. a, a poodle lady, and yes. she and she carried around little Queenie, who, like we said, is not a poodle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bichon frise. Mm-hmm. Um, her IMDb says she was born in 1975. The dog? Yes! She was 17 when she passed oh away gosh. in 1992. Oh. That's wild. So she did She did not get her big break in the film industry until she was, you know... A, oh, I'd love that. A teenager. Yeah, so so stick with it, you stick guys. With it, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Dreams come true. I mean, Queenie's, Queenie's age, she was like in her 60s when she... Yeah. <laughs> when she finally made it happen. <laughs> um... Uh, Scott, both of us have the criterion of the Silence of the Lambs. Is there anything in particular you love about this edition? I mean, it's a lot of it's. I mean, it's. I mean, I hate to be shady, but it's it's a lot of recycled stuff mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. TV specials that aired on A and E probably in yeah. two thousand one when it had its ten year ten year anniversary. I don't think that they really do anything exclusive with Jodie Foster or Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, I sadly, that too. Yeah. so I mean, it's fine. Yeah, it, it is what it is. I I like the nice transfer of it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good transfer. I like mm-hmm. the cover art. I like the the booklet. Sounds the Lambs was an early Criterion. I think it was one of the early DVD releases too. Yeah. Yeah. Know that it was hard to find for a while. Mm-hmm. So this was a re-release then. Mm-hmm. In the twenty twenty one sequel television series Clarice, the role of Precious was taken up by a Bichon by a Bichon Frise named Kendall. <laughs> they Cute. even have the dog in the show. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, is it on Paramount Plus? I got it is on this. Paramount Plus okay. now. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta watch this and, and see what it's about. And in Batman Returns, her um, her fur was purposely matted for the part, so she's barely recognizable. I was so gonna you say, may not I, even I, think that it was. Yeah, uh, she looks Queenie, pretty different, but it's but it but it is her. Yeah, <laughs> she bites the little. Um, uh, she grabs the she, batarang. She grabs the little batarang. Yeah, yep. she grabs it right out of the air. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, Clarice. I I think Clarice is is on um, Paramount Plus. Yes, yeah. I'm I'm looking at some just more trivia about Silence of the Lambs. Mm. And um, after Pfeiffer turned it down, he approached Meg Ryan. <gasps> uh, also, could you imagine a world <laughs> where Laura Dern was Clarice Starling? I mean, maybe. Yeah. God, she would have been really young. I mean, yeah. I mean, she's probably Jodie's age. Jurassic but, Park yeah. is was ninety three. Yeah. Ninety three. I mean, yeah. she had had that Oscar nomination mm-hmm. for uh, Rambling Rose. Rambling I think Rose. that her Oscar for Rambling Rose is ninety one. I think that oh, she's okay. in the category okay. because okay. the Best Actress category in ninety one it was Jodie Foster, Susan, and Gina from Thelma and Louise, mm-hmm. oh, Laura Dern, geez. and um, Bette Midler. For for the boys, for the boys, for the yeah. boys. Eh, my least favorite. I don't think that any of them really <laughs> no. stood a chance for no. Um, no. Well, that's the thing. This, this movie yeah. was so like zeitgeisty, so yeah. like buzzy yeah. that you couldn't. And I, I know you mentioned maybe possibly doing a Hannibal specific episode, but Jody versus Julianne. Or I, do we even? I even... Lo- okay. We can have that conversation. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that there's a universe where. Jodie Foster can do this movie. Of that, mm-hmm. I I mean, I don't think that she can. Of wait, just wait, especially Hannibal. Oh, got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of just, I think especially of that, that's so much a part of your career, like why yeah. even bother? Yeah. And I think that it's just a very different... It's a different movie. It's a different vibe. I think it's also a very different Starling. It's yeah. a Starling that's been working in the FBI for 10 years. Mm-hmm. It's a very different character. Yeah. That I think that Julianne Moore is pretty good in it. I think so too. I think it's one of her better roles. I don't know about that. Really? Do you think that she's really kind of taking and running with Jody's? She is with the voice. She's the, doing. She's, she's doing the voice. She's doing the she's voice. Doing the, the accent. Yeah. She's doing the accent. Which I, I mean, it's yes. Jody Foster laid the foundation, but it is canon in the book that she comes from West Virginia and therefore okay. has that sort of twang. O- Ozarky kind yeah. of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, all I get is Holly Hunter. But you know, <laughs> sure. I mean, I feel like whenever I'm we try to do, whenever we try to do turns, a Jodie Foster, yeah. Clary Starling, yeah. it just turns into Holly. My Clary Hunter. Turns into I could Hunter. see Holly Hunter doing a really Holly, good job in this. She movie. Would, would I'd be curious to see if shoot. it kind of she would have killed yeah. either either movie. I think yeah. that I kind of wonder if she if this role would have been. Yeah, she would have read in the her, script or yeah. been offered. To, I mean, probably not offered to her, but she may have gotten her hands on a script and wanted yeah. to do it. Yeah. Very true. In ninety one, kind of where was she in her career? Which she may be not have been in the in the same kind of ballpark of who I we mean, could offer this to. I mean, I mean she, if you're looking at Michelle Pfeiffer and Meg Ryan, Michelle Pfeiffer and Meg Ryan, maybe Holly Hunter wasn't in that. Definitely, in but that kind of. I mean, Holly Hunter had the Oscar nomination for Broadcast News. Yeah, so I mean, that's, okay. that's kind of the movie. Maybe, that, maybe that broke five years her earlier, along been, with yeah. Um, yeah. Raising Arizona. Yeah, so maybe, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, Jody could have been inspired by because Holly Hunter's voice is very distinctive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And I think I hear a lot of it. <laughs> you hear a lot of it, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. We were just hanging out. She's like, I got the voice. <laughs> I feel like we don't really talk about Jodie Foster all that much on her show. I mean, right. we talked a little bit about her on Freaky Friday just because oh, yeah. we double yeah. featured yeah. both of those movies. Yeah. And, I mean, just... Even when she's a kid, like, iconic lesbian. It's like, get out of here. <laughs> Big lesbian energy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just that that representation of just a tomboy yes. in a movie. Yes, yes. Well, she's kind of going to go back to her procedural Clarice Starling roots with this new true detective Oh, oh she sure. Be She's yeah. going to be in uh, this new season of True Detective. Yeah. She is going to be starring with... Uh, Annette Benning in the Swimmers movie mm-hmm. about the woman that swum the English Channel. Mm-hmm. Naid, I think. I think that's what it's called. But um, so we're going to get a little Jody this year. Yeah, she could get a Oscar nomination for that um, for that Swimmer movie. What did she do when she gave us that weird? Like, was it a pandemic win? She won. Was she for, won in her pajamas. Um, she won for the man. She won the Globe with for the Manchurian. And it was her and her wife or yeah. girlfriend. I'm not sure if they're married. In pajamas, but they're they're in pajamas. And we're like, girl, what are you they're in about? they're in pajamas with their dogs, <laughs> accepting the globe. Wow. And I kind of love it. Like, <laughs> it was very sweet. I loved it. Peak lesbian. Energy. Peak. Yeah. Peak. But <laughs> it was. I mean, dogs. it was just yeah, very. Yeah. Um, and that that swimmer movie is called uh, Night. N Y A D. Night. I have heard. I think it's. I think is it's it a, Irish or is it? Gay? I think it's or is about, it Welsh. I think it's yeah. about the swimmer. It's either Irish or Welsh. And we can't pronounce Diana Nadd, who at the age of sixty, with the help of her friend and coach, commits to not her, sixty her lifelong dream of Why? the one ten <laughs> open swim from Cuba to Florida. It is not the English Channel. Oh, oh. okay. I'm glad that I fact checked that in the moment. Jodie Foster is sixty. That's crazy. Playing a sixty year old. I don't oh. want to hear that. No, she's in her fifties. <laughs> no, that's uh, no, that is. Um, oh, that's the Annette Benning character. Annette Benning. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. But there we go. Um, I that. but yeah, I I love that moment at the Globes where she accepts the Globe on her couch with her partner. Mm-hmm. It's like I think it's so beautiful, and it's really that. I mean, this is during the pandemic. These yeah. are well, like. What was, but what was the speech that she gave where she kind of sort of came won out? The, but she, didn't? she was honored with the Cecil B. DeMille Award at the Globes, and yeah. she kind of gave. Her sort of coming out speech, yeah, but not yeah, really though. Really. I also love it. It was good too. enough. It was good it enough. Was good it enough. was all it needed to be. She yeah. doesn't have she doesn't owe shit to anybody. No, that's true. She does not owe yeah. shit no. to anyone. And I kind of so like if, that she feels like she doesn't need yeah. a people magazine cover. Because yeah. she's yeah. Jody no. fucking Foster. No. And if I'm gonna stand here and say, like, yeah, this bitch that I'm sitting in my PJs in eating cereal, winning Golden Globes with Whatever. you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't need to know. How she is 60. She's exactly 60. She was born wow. in 62, but in November. Like me. Aww. So she's not quite 63 yet. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, she does. She, clearly. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> clearly. Jody. But I mean, yeah, whatever she wants to say, however she wants to say yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Fine. Cool. I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> and, that we- and that weird speech. We were kind of like, girl, what'd you just say? But at the end of it, I'm just like, whatever. Whatever, dude. Love it. Live yeah. Your life. Live <laughs> yeah. your truth. Yeah. 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 You can, yeah. It can be, tell us whatever you want to tell us. I'm here for it. She's Jodie Foster. 
Fuck you. She got two Academy Awards. <laughs> How many do you have? Two Academy, two Academy Awards in lead. Yeah. In, yes. yes. Who has that? Tom. Catherine. Catherine Hepburn. Hepburn. Kate. Meryl. Um, Meryl. Hillary Swank. Yeah. Yeah. Hillary Swank. Fluke. Uh, <laughs> oh, mean, really? Do we not do we not stand Hillary in this I house? I mean, she, she's okay. She's fine. Yeah. She's fine, but I mean, I think that those are very specific circumstances that she yeah, won yeah. both of those categories. Yeah. yeah. Lightning in a bottle. Mm. There you go. Yep. Lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Fluke. It could be happening to, tomato, tomato. It could be happening to Emma Stone next year. Who knows? Oh, with that, that he's given Emma. He's given Emma Stone best actress. I this think, movie has I think Emma Stone's going to win. He's hand, movie, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, the Yorgos Lanthimos. He's yeah. handing have, her best actress. I have a feeling today. Emma's going to have two best actress Oscars. Yeah, mm. movie ain't even out yet. We saw a trailer for it. Oh yeah, the trailer. I think incredible. it looks beautiful. It looks so I'm cool. So here for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best actress. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh, this sounds the Lambs episode. I mean, this is not the like the AFI. Sounds of the Lambs episode where we're doing like a, a critical analysis. A critical analysis. Of <laughs> it's it, kind you know. of going all over the place, it is going but I love off it the rails because a little bit, it's also but... one of those things that like, what more can you say about this movie? Just because, because it's already yeah. been said. It's already been said. I mean, there's no need to even do a beat by beat yeah. recap of this yeah. movie. Absolutely not. Just because yeah. it's so just ingrained in pop culture. I yeah. mean, okay. So looking when we did, we just watched it. This afternoon, yep. right before we recorded, I love to watch the movies with the guests. Mm-hmm. We don't do it. Yeah, lot. yeah. What's kind of your favorite scene of the movie? Mm. Of looking. Oh, okay. Um, favorite. Like, when do you think the movie is most effective? I'll go first. I, oh, you go first. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that there is something about Clarice going into the storage unit that I find I'm on the edge of my that seat. That scene is scary. As I am fuck. on the edge of my seat That's, when she's yeah. with to, that to with, me because I'm like. When she's prying that door open with that yeah. little old man. I'm gamer nerd. And so that's where, like, I'm sure. like, okay, is, this is, is the video gonna, game scene. There's like, like a Last of Us some bitch is gonna monster going to, like, me. pop out at you. <laughs> Silence of the Lambs video game. Yes. Could you imagine? Yes. <gasps> R- R2 scans the room. Yeah. <laughs> R2 scans the room and he gives you, like, little points to go and investigate. Ah, yeah. oh, love it. But yeah, of just her, like, it's a good scene. Like, cranking that yeah. door up with that little yeah. old man. If, and I, I love that scene because she, he the says that, man he says that I'm going to help you. Now. I'm going to help you. But and he's you can, like Mr. You Burns. Can, you can kind yeah. of see that, he's all frail. that like, Clarice is yeah. fully doing all of the work yeah. by herself. She's like, bitch, you're not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I really like right after that scene where she goes in the rain. Sure. In her, in her Pinto. Back to because she drives column. Because she drives a Ford Pinto. Iconic. If 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 you're of a certain age or older, you know that a Pinto is a piece of shit. <laughs> and it's like, as a kid, I was never like, oh, there's a Pinto. How sad. But now I'm like, oh, my God. Clarice yeah. is clearly, girl. It's that thing of, like, you think, like, I don't know what people kind of expect maybe the police force an FBI agent the police yeah. force and FBI I mean it's a government job it's a government, government job so, yeah, she, yeah. You know, came from nothing she's probably working her way through school she's and you know yeah. as as a kid and to this day when Dr. Lecter is like reading her to filth and it's like your good bag and your cheap shoes good bag and you look like a rube shoes a well scrubbed hustling rube with a little taste and she is in there yeah. with some payless roach stompers mm-hmm. on, like yeah. girl. Yeah, I mean she was just Get like I mean together. she was just like running up that hill like of <laughs> mere 
hour and a half earlier, yeah. and then and she her, had to in her gray sweats then, and white. T- yeah. I mean, I just kind of put myself <laughs> in the position of Clarice of that she's given this by Scott Glenn. Yeah. You have to be there. Yeah. Go within now. Yeah. an hour, yeah. so yeah. you have to get your ass home. Like, look somewhat presentable. Yeah. Hope yeah. there's gas in that pinot. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Get your shit together, yeah. get your temp badge, and drive yeah. to Baltimore. No, when she, yeah. when she goes in the second time and she's, like, sitting crisscross applesauce yeah. at the plexiglass. Pretty much, pretty, much being told, pretty much being told everything that she shouldn't be doing. Yes. Yeah. So. Because they said, stamp that. And at the yeah. very beginning, she's he's like, show me your badge. And she's like, yeah. here it is. Closer. Here it is. All far away. Closer. <laughs> yeah. And this time she goes and she's like, Boom, I'm right here. Yeah. Let's talk about this shit. Yeah. What the fuck did you just send me to go look for? You know? So that's when she's like, all right, this is this is me and you. We got something going on here. That I always love that scene. I, I would say two scenes stand out. The one where he's being wheeled to Senator Martin. I think it's oh like Hannibal God. at his most primitive. Oh. Um, and just the score is like just yeah. so amazing. I mean, it's what you yeah. think yeah. of when you think of... What did she say? Think get, of Hannibal Lecter. You think yeah. of that scene. Exactly. Did she say, get this animal out of here? Get this thing, get back, this to thing back to Baltimore. When he's like, love your suit. Buffalo Bill's real name is Louis Friend. I met him just once. He was referred to me in April or May 1980 by my patient, Benjamin Raspell. They were lovers, you see. But Raspell had become very frightened. Apparently, Lewis had murdered a transient and done things with the skin. We need his address and a physical description. Tell me, Senator, did you nurse Catherine yourself? What? Did you breastfeed her? Now, wait a minute. Yes, I did. Toughened your nipples, didn't it? Oh, son of a bitch. Amputate a man's leg and he can still feel it tickling. Tell me, Mom, when your little girl is on the slab, where will it tickle you? Take this thing back to Baltimore. Five for ten, strongly built, about 180 pounds. Hair blonde, eyes pale blue. He'd be about 35 now. He said he lived in Philadelphia, but may have lied. That's all I can remember, Mom. But if I think of any more, I will let you know. Oh, and Senator, just one more thing. Love your suit. She's fierce too. She is fierce. <laughs> yeah, that, um, With her, her like sensible politician bob. That yeah. actress is um, that actress is in Straight Jacket with Joan Crawford. Did you know that it's Diane Baker? Holy oh, she's shit. a teenager in that. She is in Straight wow. Jacket oh, with wow. uh, Joan Crawford. She is also wow. in Marnie, directed by Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think also the scene when he's in the temp cell in Tennessee. Sure. When he when she's giving him his papers back yeah. and and it's like she when she runs up to to grab the case file again and he like lightly touches her hand. Oh, I, I often yeah. misremember. Okay, so Ooh. I often misremember mm-hmm. that I think the big lambs monologue where she's talking about running away from the Isn't farm the in Montana. I think it's at the asylum yeah, in the but dungeon, it's yeah. but yeah, it's in that it's in that courthouse room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's in the Natural History Museum, where, wherever <laughs> like, they where are. are they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like use this room. Yeah, yeah, conference room B. Love that scene. Yeah, no, so great. good. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, the, this yeah, there's some iconic shit in this. Oh, movie. iconic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, we we were kind of joking around earlier. There's um scenes where. He's like, 
using this in Buffalo Bill is using this like industrial sewing machine yeah. mm-hmm. on like the skin. Yeah. And we're having this conversation amongst <laughs> ourselves of like, is he making leather? What is he like, doing? Is yeah. it like, is he tanning these hides? Like what's happening? Cause it looks at that point, it yeah. looks like, People's skin. People's it looks skin. like human yeah. skin. Yeah. And, and we imagine, were speculating, like, does he... I mean, he has to tan it. Yeah. But I feel like if you were to tan human skin, it would kind of... Wouldn't it just fall apart? leathery. Right. Or fall apart. Maybe. Well, I, I don't know nothing about tanning no hides. <laughs> I don't know so that's nothing your ter- about... That's your territory. <laughs> would it, would human skin not hold up to tanning? I think it would. I'm sure it would because... I'm sure it would. Uh, we were talking yeah, about Ed, Ed Gein. Gein. Yeah, Ed sure. did it. I mean, Ed Gein figured yeah, it out. He, yeah. made, he made that lamp. Yeah. But... Uh, but I had I just had this like I just had this thought in my head as he's like as he's like running it through the sewing machine. Well, and he's like everywhere you look, there's a hem. Does, <laughs> is he does he have little like 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 pins in his mouth? There's a there's a hem ev- everywhere yeah. you look. There's a hem. There's also if you, in the close up and luckily this restoration is really cool. You can mm-hmm. see his fingers are like the fingertips are all like yeah. brown. It looks like from like tan. Like, oh sure sure tanner. sure from yeah yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And then there's that split second where she's running through the maze of the basement, mm-hmm. and you actually see the suit on yep. yes. mannequin. Yeah, and you see Ooh. how like jacked up Ooh. it looks. Yeah, it's, it's like, pretty crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah he's this got boobies. Fool, this isn't fooling anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's this the suit on the on the dress form mm-hmm. is like that's a slap in the face, and that's a moment that you remember. Yeah, You're just like oh my god. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. But I love that like. The movie doesn't call attention to it. No, mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. not at all. Like you don't even get a good shot there. of no. all of the yeah. costumes, too. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, the camera pans, but you mm-hmm. can't really get a good look at all of yeah. them. Mm-hmm. But the lady suit that he's made, sure, up, up to this point, mm-hmm. without you know Catherine's bit. I mean, if this was like a season of American Horror Story, you would be seeing like a oh, full yeah. like mm-hmm. lip sync mm-hmm. number in the suit. <laughs> Because, I mean, like, that show tends yeah. to kind of go there and just show... To, like, an I, Edith Piaf song kind or of something. show all of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised there yeah. hasn't been, like, you know, like, the Boulay Brothers, like, their Dragula show. Like, yeah. Like, Night of a Thousand Buffalo Bills. <gasps> well, they kind of Ooh. do. Well, they kind of do the <laughs> Buffalo Bill character in Asylum with uh, Zachary Quinto. Oh, you're right. Well, yeah. he's more of an Ed Gein kind yeah. of. He's yeah. more of an yeah. Ed Gein. Yeah. Yeah. And Brooke Smith is on that season. I believe that she's playing a psychologist. Okay. okay. Yep. So, okay. I mean, and there is kind of like, I mean, it's, it's, I it's, it's immediately Asylum referencing again. it. I do need to watch Asylum again Asylum as well. I agree. One of yeah. the, it was so I think good. Asylum and Coven are probably yeah. the, like, yeah. the and yeah. I mean, it's been a while since we're we've, big murder house people. It's been a while since yeah, we've watched, since we've watched those seasons, but I think that even in that scene, I think that Brooke Smith is in a therapy session with Zachary Quinto. Sure. And yeah, I mean, it's all tied. And that's when it kind of ties in together of like, Oh, it's like a skin lamp. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was wanting to make like, yeah. A, a garment out of Brooke Smith. So it's just kind of all those little light bulbs are going off in your head as you're watching that scene. Yeah. So that's just smart. So we, we give, we give Ryan Murphy some... We'll give him his flowers. We'll give him some flowers uh, here and there. I'm looking forward... <laughs> okay, so I am looking forward to the Feud Capote season. I don't know when that's going to come out. Is that actually happening? Yeah. Okay. They've it's shot like it. It's like it's shot, yeah. It's with Naomi Watts, and um, I can't remember who plays Truman Capote. Yeah. Is it Toby Jones? It just, cause he <laughs> right. I mean, it should be, but... It's, no. it's Evan yeah. Peters. Is it really? In a fat suit, no. It's not. Okay, I was gonna say. <laughs> Seven Peters in a that fat suit. That will be cool. We do. 
weren't they supposed to do Charles and Diana and then like they were but they, they scrapped it. it. Yeah. I think that they just felt like the crown, the crown just kind of gooped them. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that this episode went off the rails. This oh, episode it's went off the rails. I will say that as your guess. The Truman Capote from though. Feud is Tom Hollander. But um, but yeah, this episode of Sounds of the Lambs. <laughs> no, I love it. This is a fun episode. It's yeah. a fun, out of so control good. episode, yeah. <laughs> and a and a good start to our spooky lineup. We're mm-hmm. gonna be talking about some fun movies this year. You've got a good lineup. or this month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, but Donovan. Yeah, this is so much fun. Donovan, what are, what are some of your favorite um, things to do during the month of October? What are, what what's kind of like stuff that you have to cross off your list? During the month Every of October. Okay, that's a Halloween. great question. Um, I I have to do a Universal Monsters rewatch. Yes. And luckily, I mean, I have all of them on, on Blu-ray, but, you know, usually you can watch them on Peacock. I think, like, Criterion Peacock usually, usually has, has all of them, them too. Yep. Yeah. Um, they're great movies if you just need something to snuggle up with while you yeah. go to sleep. Yeah. Um, definitely got to hit up a haunt or two. Knots <laughs> are Universal, whatever yeah. your preference is. Universal is supposed to be a mess this year. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. All the TikToks like, are like... If you don't have wild. that express pass, yeah. like, don't even bother I going. I just want to see the Dancing it. Megans. That's all I'm there for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so like Jay Leno, like Dancing Megans. The dan- <laughs> <laughs> With the Dancing Edos. Yes. Um, have you ever done a corn maze? I have not. They're actually no. fun. Okay. They're I'm actually, down. I want to do a corn maze. Yeah. At night, I love a corn maze. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm... I'm good at a corn maze. I've like <laughs> solved corn mazes in my day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're actually, I haven't done a haunted one. I've just mm-hmm. done like nighttime ones, but they're, they're actually pretty fun. Yeah. And spooky, ooky season. Yeah. Um, so we have a Blu-ray collection of the universal monsters and it has the color Fa- Phantom. Phantom of the opera yeah. garbage, which is kind of a snooze. Not oh, yeah, good. It is. It's terrible. It's kind of boring. Yeah. And I want to watch the like, was you want to watch the Lon Chaney one? Lon Chaney. Yeah. So that, but I'm sure that's on YouTube. I'm sure you it's can just watch be. that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's public, domain. public domain. I'm sure it's, it's on like, Tubi or some yeah. stream platform. This is like some hundred ass year old movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, the other night when we were trying to find something to go to bed to, yeah. we put on Todd Browning's Dracula. Fabulous. And at first we put on a streaming edition of it oh, okay. that Garbage. did not have the score. It has the opening I mean, the it has version. the opening Swan Lake yeah. theme but people oh. don't really remember that movie does not have a score no it doesn't it's completely silent yeah. it yeah. is very pitchy and it's Unle- well there's a hissing there's sound there's like a hissing the whole movie the entire time because yeah. it's so old yeah. that even the best transfers yeah. there's crackling yeah. the whole time mm-hmm. so I was like Let's just watch the Philip Glass. Sure. The Philip and Glass I know that kind of Todd yeah. Browning, I think, has a reputation with directors of maybe not being hacky, but I think that movie is kind of not very well directed in parts. Oh, no. It's yeah. barely a sound movie. It's barely yeah. a sound. I mean, this yeah. is an early sound yeah. movie yeah. that yeah. I know that I think that Todd Browning probably was known to have a drinking problem. <laughs> that there are some scenes of that movie that are kind of a mess. Yeah. Bell Lugosi, on the other hand, like chef's kiss. Yeah. Like whenever he's on screen. So then we had to change it to the Philip Glass the edition. Philip Glass score. Yeah. And that was yeah. very nice to, um, nice to fall asleep to. I don't remember when it is, but LA Opera is doing a Ooh. screening of The Bride of Frankenstein. Ooh. A new score. 
and I really want to go. I think it's the end of October, like the 22nd or something like that. Nice. So if you are in the L.A. area, you should definitely check that out. Yeah, we love Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. Elsa Lanchester is October so 27th beautiful. through the 28th. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Work. Mm-hmm. Work, work, work. Uh, we also, I love to watch the Spanish language Universal oh, yeah. Dracula. Alamo Drafthouse is showing it this year. They sure are. Yeah. yeah. I've actually never seen it. If you have a DVD or a Blu-ray copy of the Todd Brown and Dracula, it comes with it. You have the Spanish language yeah. version. Yeah. I hear that it's a better pass at Dracula. It's, the direction is a little different. It is. The it's, direction yeah. is a little different. Yeah. yeah. There's they're a little more scantily clad. They the are. Ladies. The ladies yeah. are a little bit more you see like some bosom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that um, is puritanical. I know you two are both huge Bram Stoker Dracula mm-hmm. fans, which is you know something that connects the three of us. Yes. Do you like to also show it to people who have never seen it before? Yes. Isn't it so much fun? <laughs> Yeah, I remember um, we showed it to our past guest uh, from my own Pride at Idaho that we had on last week, Marlene. We showed it to her for the first time a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, and she loved it. It's yeah, it's. I mean, oh come on, mm-hmm. say what you will about Francis Ford Coppola. I mean, we watched a very good uh, analysis of all the Dracula. Cinemassacre did one. Yeah, Cinemassacre. It was, you that may, was a fun video. You mm-hmm. may know him as the angry uh, video game nerd, the angry mm-hmm. Nintendo mm-hmm. nerd on YouTube. Um, but he watched pretty much every adaptation yeah. of Dracula and ranked them in accordance to how faithful they were to the book. Not personal preferences of which movie yeah. you appear. Sure. And or, it came like. it came in second mm-hmm. only to a 1977 BBC, BBC adaptation, yep. which is on YouTube, yep. the entire thing. Yep. And both of them were... Way points way higher than oh, everything for sure. else as far as accuracy to to the novel. Yeah. And Scott, you're in the middle of a Dracula reread right now. Yeah, I'm reading Dracula right yeah. now. Fantastic, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, or like so old cool. tattered copy. But yeah, I mean, Dracula is just like, come on, get the fuck out of here. It's Dracula. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a Dracula um, line in this movie of when they're going up the elevator with the police officers and they look at her and they're just like, is it true that he's some sort of Dracula? He's yeah. a, he's yeah. Vampire. Yep. Oh, scary. Is, he, is it true that he's some sort of vampire? That, guy? that, yep. that cop who's just like, Oh God, yeah. I don't think I want to be here. But it kind of <laughs> opens up this universe of these are just like beat cops that are yeah. just like assigned to this yeah. courthouse to watch to kind of just and that hold Hannibal security. Lecter is a urban legend yep. as far away as Chicago mm-hmm. from wherever you know he was over there. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. But yeah, spooky season. We love it. We love spooky season. And we always say this: we don't need it to be October to watch a scary. Movie oh no, we watch house. Them twelve months yeah. out of the year. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. We, 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 we love a Dracula rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Donovan, yeah. man. Thank so you so much. Yeah, love you, love love you both so much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And this was a really fun episode. I hope listeners, we hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> Going on the ride with us. The yeah. long, I mean, <laughs> a long-awaited Sounds of the Lambs episode that I was kind of nervous about just because I think with the community, a character like Buffalo Bill, right, right, right. It's, it's just kind of, uh, it's a lightning rod. It's touchy. It's, it's hard touchy. to talk about. yeah. 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 yeah but also is. Ted Levine yeah. in this movie. Great. <laughs> yeah. Serve. Yeah. <laughs> Ted Levine is definitely a serve. But mm-hmm. I mean, uh we may have polished off a magnum of Prosecco during this Perhaps. uh 
recording. Oh, and maybe and also before we end this episode, mm. you are about to be married. This oh, is true. Congratulations, Donovan. Of spooky. By the time uh, this episode airs, spooky, you will be ooky, ooky. close to being a married woman. I will be uh, a married lady, Sadie, Sadie, married lady. Oh, thank officially you. off the market. Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations. I, and I am getting married on October thirteenth, which was intentional because <gasps> really? it is a Friday. We were Love married. It. Oh, it's a Friday thirteenth. Yeah. yeah, we were married in October, not on the thirteenth though. We were, yeah. Love that. Yeah. So very, very exciting. We'll October's an underrated month for weddings. Oh, talk to my wedding coordinator. They're like, October's the new June. Yeah. Oh, love yeah. it. Oh, sure. Okay. I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of... Well, Our friends are getting married in October well, as well. People, yeah. Well, because people think it's the off season as, mm-hmm. as they're planning it. Mm-hmm. This is very true. We started a trend. You yeah. sure did. Six years ago. <laughs> seven, seven years you. ago. <gasps> wow. Seven years. Seven years. It will be seven this October. You know? Oh, my God. Wow. Congratulations. I mean, so we have, we've got a couple things to tell you. Now a warning. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, congratulations on that. Thank, Thank you, you again for coming on our show. Course, and, and obviously we'll have you on in the future yeah. for, for, you for- know. Something else yeah. that's on, on our list. And I we mean, have we, a running list, kind of. And also, we're getting to the point in the podcast where, listeners, we might be doing some rewatches. Sure. So, it's being talked about for yeah. the next season. Oh, yeah. cool. Of doing, an episode, doing a movie again on the show. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's an option. It's out there. We're putting it out that's to the universe. Very cool. She's manifesting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. So, yes, indeed. But thank you so much for coming on, friends. And uh, yeah, we'll have you on again Please. for something in the future. Absolutely. But until then, <laughs> we'll, we'll play you out to talking right now. <laughs> As we speak, we are talking. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And thank you so much for listening, everyone. Once again, Silence of the Lambs. What a great episode. We've been waiting for a long time to get to this one. And thank you so much to our guest, Donovan, for coming on. Always uh, always a great guest. So much fun. We love you, man. Um, but yeah, Silence of the Lambs, you guys. Stuck around. Oh, my goodness. Such fun. We've got a lot more spooky episodes coming uh, at you this holiday season. Um, but before we go, we have a, we have a new review and we've got some patreon shout outs that we want to get uh get to so let's read our brand new review from apple podcast this is from apple podcast listener jeremy wayne 40 uh fun and easy this is a great podcast to listen to at any time it's like the comfort food of podcasts love the hosts and their film choices five stars thank you so much jeremy wayne 40 apple podcast listener uh if you listen on apple Podcasts or if you have an iphone the podcast app is already pre-installed just open it up search for movies that made us gay give us five stars and write us a review we have some uh we have a good amount of reviews i'm liking it i'm liking it but we could have more we could have more. Uh, we're counting on you guys to do it. It really helps us to um, get seen and for the show to uh, to kind of get spread uh, across the the internet. So head over to Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you're a Spotify listener, you can give us five stars. Smash that five star button. Um, now it is time for some Patreon shout-outs. We'd like to say a great big hello and thank you to all of our wonderful patrons, including some new ones like Tammy, uh, Roberto, Brett, Tren, Daisy, Kelly, Chrissy, Steven, Jake, Desiree, Laura, 
Thomas, Lori, Brenna, Jessa Rabbit, Lawrence, Alexis, Thomas, Millie, Ted, Benny, Melanie, Susan, JJ, Amy, Shelby, Jamie, Drew, Genevieve, Dawn, Josh, Emma, Melly, Aaron, Jessica, Nick and Shannon, Christine, and Rufino. Thank you for being a friend. You guys, thank you so much for being patrons. Head over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay. For more information, we've got lots of fun stuff coming at you. We've got over 30 Watch of This Commentary tracks where we watch a movie, record a commentary as we're watching it, and give you instructions on how to sync it up when you're watching the movie. Uh, You can stream the movie if you've got a DVD copy of it, a VHS, pop it in, hit play, and we'll give you instructions on how to sync up our episode. You just play it from your phone, it syncs up to the movie, and it's like you're watching it with us. Or... You can just listen to it like you normally listen to a podcast episode in your car, in your uh, AirPods, and um, it plays just as well that way. But uh, that's at the uh, $10 level. We also have some television episodes that we're doing. We just did one for The Adventures of Pete and Pete, and we have a lot more fun TV episodes on the way. I know we're doing My So-Called Life very soon, so if you're a fan of that show, head over to patreon.com for more information about those reviews and bonus episodes. Thank you so much for being listeners, you guys, and for being patrons. That's that's amazing. Uh, like I said, we love it if you would rate and review us. Give us those five stars. Write those reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you can follow us on our socials. Uh, we are at Movies That Made Us Gay on Instagram. That's where we are the most active. Um, our followers are going up, you guys. Thank you so much. Um, any interaction, any likes, saves, comments, shares, all that stuff really does actually help Help us out in real time. And, um, you know, we're almost at 3,000 followers, which is, you know, hey, the more the merrier, you guys. Spread the word on Instagram. We're also on um, X, formerly known as Twitter. We're on Threads. We're on Blue Sky. Uh, For those, we're at MTMUG Pod. You know, we're not as active on those, but hey, give us a follow anyway. And if you want to follow our personals, my name's Pete. I'm at Peter Lasagna on Instagram. And, uh, Twitter and X and um, Scott is Scott Youngballer on Instagram and you can follow his Letterboxd. Letterboxd might give you a good sneak peek into upcoming movies that we are reviewing uh, if you follow along with Scott over on Letterboxd. So check that out. Uh, until next week, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Uh, bye-bye.